Hey, this is Phil Robinson out of Doug Dynasty. You're listening to Rick and Bubba. Pay attention. Here we go, six minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix this hour. Unnamed interns, Hunter Bussey here helping out uh, as we go forward on the program. I just got word out of Missouri, uh, be there this weekend uh, for the men's event at First Baptist Church, Charleston, Missouri, there near Sykeston in Cape Girardeau. Just got the word from them that that event is sold out. So uh, for those of you that uh, may have been delaying, uh, unfortunately, I don't think they have any more room. But uh, looking forward to all of you that have uh, gotten a ticket and will be there. We will have a blast tomorrow. I'm sorry, Saturday. And we will do. Uh, as I was telling Sherry yesterday, the, we'll get there the safest way. It will be no issue. We'll do whatever we have to do to get there and get back safely because of all the work you guys have put in, and we and I will be there on Saturday, and it looks like I am going to Lambert's. Uh, welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubs. Well, Rick, and I'm just proud as punch to be here. All right, so let's uh, – I mean, this is uh, – let's, let's talk the president's uh, response to uh, Iran firing missiles uh, on a base uh, with U.S. forces – um, and his response yesterday in, a, in the well, – we don't really know the game plan. But, uh, so I will just say uh, for me, and um, we talked yesterday, and, uh, and you know, we were thinking, and, and Helmsy was saying incorrectly, he thought that Trump would go the way that he did. And, and I think some of that is based off the fact um, uh, that, you know, when you go back to the candidate Trump and the person before he was trying to be president, he he is no fan of the Iraqi war. Uh, he's he's really not a fan of U.S. troops being in places. Um, and there's a lot of that that I certainly would agree with. But um, so that was in there. But I will say this: I, I will say, and uh, I was surprised just the person Trump as president, his response. Uh, and then I'll 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 kind of stop right now because. I know, Bubba, you and I need therapy today a little bit. And because it's beyond Trump's speech yesterday, I sat down for the first time and tried to watch. There is no journalism anymore. And I, and I tried to sit down and figure out, because I couldn't figure out, because what he did landed in such a weird zone, because really he did exactly what Cuomo told him to do on CNN. But at the same time, people who should have said, Hey, he did exactly what we said he should have done. So that was a good job. They were still mad at him. And then the people <laughs> that th- that I would think would think he did the wrong thing seemed to be supporting him. I, d- I didn't know what to do. But yeah, anyway, so it was, cr- was kind of crazy. And I'll hit you with some specifics on <laughs> well, that in a minute. But but I'll let you have your monologue first because I know you need to well, work some things it, out. I don't know that it's a monologue, but I, I, I just I guess I would title this Where's My Trump? Right, yeah. You know, somebody send my Trump back to right. me. Um no one wants a prolonged boots on the ground yeah. war effort. Right. Okay, senseless in a lot of ways, but there are times that we have to go in and take care of business. Sadly, there are bad people in the world that have military assets that can do damage to good people. Mm-hmm. So we have to be a limiting force on right. that. Right. Um, I w- and I don't know. You know, we should always want peace, and I do too. I guess I've just. I've seen enough things in my life that I know how you get true peace, and that is you make it so the bad guys can't hurt anybody. That's kind of how I'm on gun control too. You know, I want to. I want us to be able to 
put the bad guys in a situation where they cannot have a turkey shoot. You know, I want to I want to meet that 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 challenge wherever we are. Um, with Iran, they have bad people in charge who are way way out there. Okay, and they have some abilities to hurt people. In the past 30, 40 years, they have been the biggest sponsor of terrorism and what I call H&D, hate and discontent in the Middle East. And they usually work through their little puppet groups that they put up so they can you know, throw the rock and hide their hand, as Greg likes to say. Wow. This is where I have a problem. I'm glad that we're not at war. And you know, to a lot of our millennials that I had to, to talk off the ledge the other day, you're not going to be drafted. Okay, These things happen from time to time. But what I, what I am concerned about is that we had a foreign power shoot ballistic missiles at, a U, at U.S. troops on the ground, and we have not responded to it. I think that is a bad precedent to set anytime, anywhere, in any way. Because now the next time they go, well... We can shoot a few missiles over there. You're not going to do anything. It, it emboldens them to do things. Now, I'm really confused about this concept that the Iranians, who have been the author and the financer and the teacher and deliverer of so many evil, deadly things in the world, that all of a sudden they believe in the brushback pitch. I just I know and I know I'm in the minority on this and it's not going to be popular with a lot of people. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. If the Iranians were good at if they if they wanted to throw brushback pitches, shouldn't they have done that when they attacked the oil tankers in the Gulf? Where was the brushback pitch when they shot down our drone? Where was the brushback pitch when they took a British oil tanker hostage? Where was the brushback pitch when they attacked the Saudi-run oil company? Where was the brushback pitch when they attacked a military base in Iraq where we had the contractor killed that Mm -hmm. started all this? Where was the brushback pitch when they rebel-roused a group to overrun the embassy there and cause damage and all that? I just, I just don't know. I don't buy that they're in the brushback pitch business. It's not part of their nature if, based on what we've seen. And, and am I supposed to believe, like the Grinch at Christmas, that their heart has certainly now grown three sizes and they, they want all this? Mm-hmm. Or did they just fool everybody? I don't know. But back to the, to the, to the main line with me on all this, we had a foreign power purposely identified themselves as the persons doing it, shoot missiles at U.S. troops on the ground. And they paid no price for that. I have a problem with that. And I am a little hawkish, I admit that. I know that. (laughs) And I do like seeing cruise missiles launched from ships at sea, especially at night when everybody's on deck saluting. Right. Well, I think uh, you and I are going to be – very, very close in, in this, and, and I will come back. And I'm just kind of, concerned. No, but look, I, I, I trust Trump, and I think I do. I don't think he's a bumbling idiot like some people like to portray no, him. No, no. I think he's very calculating, and I think he has a plan here. And I'm going to have to have faith that him and the generals around him know what they're doing, 
They're playing their calculated risk. And I do think that Trump has this mentality, and I have this too, when it comes to people like Cuba, North Korea, Iran. I think, I think we think that if they just see the light, that they would turn. If they understand that you can be an economic power instead of always having sanctions on you. You can have, <laughs> hey, you can have your Ayatollah, you can have your whatever, you can have your Kim Jong-un, but y'all can have a better way of life if you'd quit acting like a bunch of uh, outlaws. You know, you can be, be, you can come to the table, keep your palace, keep your position, and and actually have people who will come to your country and spend money. I mean, you you don't have to be the outlaw in the world. We'll help you. We'll bring, and that's what Trump was saying in his speech. Look, you, we'll help you develop it. We'll, you've got all kind of resources. We'll we'll get you make you a part of the world if you will quit sponsoring terrorism and quit trying to build an atomic bomb. Because if they had one, I think they would use it. We'll come back, uh, roll through. I was, I'll tell you, just kind of go through the experience. Um, they were, to me, it was just, it became a bizarro circus for me. I will, I will use this term. There was a moment yesterday watching the coverage in the, you know, the different sides of the media where I completely lost my political rhythm. I didn't even know where I was. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. All right, so we're going to talk with Congressman Gary Palmer coming up in the next segment, and then after that, we'll take your phone call. So, uh, Bubba just laid out, uh, you know, the, how uh, in, a, in a speech called "Where's My Trump?" Uh, about can, can the, I finish one note on sure, that, Rick? Sure, too, because sure. somebody said, "Well, if you were president, what would you have done?" Right. I would have sent the Iranians a message that says, "I'm going to get rid of some of your toys, and if you want to escalate this, it's on you." And I would have took out part of their Navy, their Air Force, and got them so they could not do these silly things they're doing. Well, so I, it was a weird place yesterday. Uh, I, was, I was surprised uh, that we – because I thought that old Trump and his view of the Middle East as a non-candidate versus how he was acting as the commander-in-chief and as the president – there would be a response more to what Bubba talked about. I didn't think we were going to go into an all-out war, but no. I thought there would be a response that would say enough of that. Because here's what we took away from yesterday, and this is where I was. First of all, this garbage, and in my opinion, it is garbage, that the Iranians had a plan not to kill anybody, not to hurt anybody, uh, and they, they didn't mean any harm. That it, To me, in my opinion, that is total hogwash. Uh, and let's say that you believe that, though. Then let's, I'll even say let's believe that. So we've we've said as a country, you can fire rockets, as Bubba said, at our military rockets. Okay, and, and as Bubba mentioned, ballistic missiles. Twenty percent of them didn't even go where they were supposed to go, so it doesn't mean they know where they're going. So they weren't so accurate that they could do. We're just going to fire some stuff. We don't mean any harm. We're trying to save face. Save face to who? A, a, a people you have under tyrannical rule. You can do with them whatever you want to do. So, uh, so, so we we're going to fire rockets at, at at U.S. military. We're going to tear up some things on a U.S. military base, and there's no response from the United States of America. And we're doing this because you took out a terrorist, as we heard many Iranians say. They're thankful this evil man was taken out. And there's a whole other debate going on with Congress and uh, and the president on whether you know he had the right to do this, and some of them didn't like their briefing on taking out this. So. So then I start saying, well, I'm going to watch the coverage. 
of all this. <laughs> I, I will have to tell you that, um, you know, and I use the analogy, and I understand y'all are saying it's a little bit different, and, and I respectfully disagree. And keep in mind, the guys here on the show that disagree, look, the things that you and I agree on are much more important than anything we disagree on, unless you get into something that I care about. I really don't care if we disagree on politics from time to time. Yeah, well, we all uh, have different views. We all have different yeah. views. Trust me, what we're doing and the things we agree on is much more important than any of this. And I will say this, you know, and, and I want you to understand that. Look, I was the guy, if you go back and find the speech, on, it may still be on our YouTube channel, about, uh, you know, uh, the plywood salesman in hurricane season. I don't mind if God would have put Hillary Clinton in as president if that's what was going to bring more people to Jesus. And if you remember, okay, if you remember – when were the churches packed to the rafters? You couldn't get a seat. 9-11. After 9-11. Because everybody was saying, man, we i got to get right. I don't know what's going to happen to me. So if it's God's plan that our country is going to suffer so that more people will actually be redeemed, I'm okay with that. It's his call because he's ultimately in charge of the leaders we get and the things they do. So, so if that's what happens – now, do I believe that Iran is going to say, man, what a great show of kindness. Y'all, y'all didn't fire back on us. You didn't take out anything. You know what? Our terrorist attacks against y'all and our militias, you know, I love this year. So, hey, they've told the militias don't go attack any Americans because uh, America didn't fire back. Do y'all, do y'all, y'all, y'all honestly don't believe this garbage, do you? <laughs> I mean, do y'all really believe this? So if you want to say, I just I don't think we should have responded because I don't want to get into some war with Iran. I certainly understand that. And um, now if my, you know, if, if somebody, if I, I, told, I was telling Speedy and Helms this, so if I, if I said, hey, y'all killed a family member of mine and I'm going to drive by your house and I'm going to fire into your house, now I'm not going to hit anybody and I don't mean to hit anybody. I'm just trying to send you a message. You'd be, oh, that's good, Rick. I know you fired on my family. You fired on, on, on our people. You didn't hit any of us. And, and, you know, and I said, look, I'm just trying to make sure y'all know I, you know, I didn't like what y'all did. They're, I'm sure that would be fine. So that part, part of it I don't believe. I also don't believe that Iran, if we find out, would sh- mistakenly shoot down an airplane they think might have been an American plane because they were certain that we would understand they didn't mean any harm. Okay, so, so anyway, I think all that's hogwash. And you're going to see that that probably will come out to be proven. So then I tried to watch the coverage. At one point, the president and Geraldo agreed this was the way to go, and Geraldo had said he should not have killed the terrorist. So, so Geraldo says the president killing the terrorist was wrong, but the president was right on this. So now Geraldo thinks you did the right thing. So then Cuomo on CNN said the president needs to take this off ramp. The president did. So so then he put the blinker on, took yeah, it off ramp, and then I then I then I watched TV, and at one bizarre moment, Tucker Carlson, who I think a lot of times communicate a lot of times communicates the hypocrisy and the ridiculousness of Democrats quite well, and I agree with him on nine out of ten things. Suddenly, he's laughing and being disrespectful to a war veteran because Tucker Fredrickson, I guess, not knowing the Tucker Carlson, I'm sorry, not knowing. Uh, you know, the, the history of the world says we shouldn't leave troops places where we've had wars. We are to pull them out. We still have them in Germany and Japan. You know why we keep them there? Because when, when we sucked them out in a vacuum, uh, last time out of Iraq, ISIS came in. 
People don't behave there, and if we have an interest, what about this? What about Israel? What's our interest there? We're just going to leave Israel with, I mean, is, so, so, and, and so Tucker must not know that we still have troops all over the world that stay places. What? Why? To keep order and to protect our interest and to protect Israel. I guess Tucker doesn't know that, and he's being disrespectful. Like He comes off looking like some fraternity uh, punk being disrespectful to this guy, laughing at him for him trying to make that point. So then I turn around and I see Tucker and a Democratic candidate for president saying that they both agree this was the right thing to do. And he's just, yeah, hey, I agree with you 100%. That's right. So really, if I was watching Tucker with his fascination with Tulsi, however you say her last name. Gabby. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're yucking it up. And really, if I'm watching Tucker, I'm thinking, oh, I guess this would be a good president. This is how she would have handled it. So I'm thinking to myself, what, what, am, I, what am I watching? What, 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 is, what is going on? And, and at one point, I was just like, this is – so I will just tell you this. I think the president has done a good job. I think the president is a little bit uh, naive on some of this, it feels a little bit like uh, we were after World War One. We were going to become all about America, and that's it. We're shutting ourselves off to the rest of the world. And I know that sounds good, and it plays well. And certainly American interests should always be put at the forefront. But this thing, what is it called, seclusionist? Yeah. When all right. of a sudden we're just shutting ourselves off and we're not going to worry about the rest of the world, that sounds good. It's just not reality. You it's never work. You it's can't, never work. You can't do that. And, uh, and so – I, I respectfully uh, disagree with the president, and I disagree with our country's lack of response. I think it's a mistake, and and I understand why. I understand the whole deal, but I'm just saying I still I understand both sides of it. I just don't agree with this side. And Rick, you know we've and I'll, we've, and if Gary, if Congressman Palmer thinks it was the right thing, I'll disagree with him as well when we come back. Um, you know, we've got old enough, we've seen enough history, and, and yeah. I appreciate it more now than I used to. I really right. do. Right. When Chamberlain left Hitler, peace in our time. Do y'all, I mean, did anybody study that in school? He about threw his shoulder out of joint, patting himself on the back. Right. And all it did was lead to the death of millions of people. Yeah. What foolish, foolish people they were. Bottom of the hour, Gary Palmer's next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big as the number. Uh, as we make our way back, I do want to point you once again to our partnership with Compassion International. And uh, man, they do a great job and love this ministry. Uh, and you know, I'll, every time we come back and you start thinking about, you know, and, and it's okay, it's great to, to look at the way the calendar operates. Um, you know, it really isn't reality that there's really any new beginning. Time is just continuing. But it's it's good to have these and say, all right, then on our calendar, the way we do it, this is a new beginning. So you start evaluating everything uh, in your life. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a positive thing. Um, have you thought about what you're doing with what you've been given? Is this one of these things where you think, you know, I, I hear you do the, you guys talk about Compassion International. I'm familiar with them. I know there are children all over the world that are in dire poverty that that need help. Um, and just a little bit for me would go a long way there. Maybe this is the time you get a game plan together. You go to Compassion.com slash Bubba. 
you start looking. And thanks to all of you that did that, by the way, going to, to the end of the year. And I love seeing the pictures of the kids that, you're, that you have uh, uh, picked to sponsor. Now, remember, with Compassion International, they're going to work through a local pastor and a local church, okay? So the spiritual needs of this child and, and you know, the, the family or the, vi- the community in, in which the child lives are, are all being, you know, their spiritual needs are being met first and foremost. Uh, but the, the bottom line is this, too. Sometimes before I can get ready to hear about, you know, my spiritual health, my physical health, uh, I'm hungry, I'm, 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 I'm thirsty, uh, we have, we have uh, human waste everywhere, there's disease. So this, this little bit of money that you, that you donate goes a long way in these parts of the world. So you can sponsor a child now by going to Compassion.com slash Bubba, select the child you want to sponsor, whatever country you want, uh, or you can call them at 855-293-2323. If you call them, mention that you're you know part of the Rick and Bubba family. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Uh, so Gary Palmer, congressman, has joined us. Gary, welcome back to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Good. How are you? You know what? I, I, we're sitting here yesterday. I will say I know these things are very complex. The Middle East is very, 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 very complex. Um, and in all frankness, not all of us, but some of us, Rick and Bubba included, frankly surprised by the president's reaction, not what he said about, you know, we will not allow Iran to have nuclear uh, capabilities. We not, would not let them continue to wage war. But resp- surprised by the, so far, the lack of military response to the missiles fired on our troops. Um, kind of give us an update on, on where you are on this and, and where you think we may be going. Well, I think we want to avoid escalation. And I think the president made it clear that his red line is American uh, – casualties and they weren't any so attempted murder is uh, okay he will respond well, to murder but attempted murder yeah. is going to be yeah. the line it has to be murder <laughs> not attempted murder we're just <laughs> representing we're just trying to understand it well uh there's a lot more to it than than meets the eye i think uh, you guys know that mm-hmm. and uh you know iran had a response and i think they're leadership felt like they had to do it to save face. Uh, that's an honor-based society over there. Um, they're very much uh, focused on power and strength, and uh, they gave a response. Uh, they claimed they were trying to kill Americans, but uh, I think that if, if that's the best guidance that those missiles have, then they've got some other issues. Um, but, I, you know, we haven't seen the intelligence uh, uh, are the reports? All of the reports are not in yet on on uh, what happened the other night. But the president's made it clear, uh, and and you look at um, you know other situations that have involved Iran: the uh, attack on our drone, uh, the uh, attacks on on the uh, vessels in the Strait of Hormuz. Yep. And, British uh, oil tanker taking it hostage. <laughs> yeah, and the. Uh, what we're trying to do is avoid a war. I think the Iranian leadership feels like they need a war because they're, uh, there's, uh, the uh, opponents, the opposition in Iran is getting stronger every day. So I think we need to stay the course with the sanctions. And, and I think the president made it clear that uh, given that Iran's economy pretty much is, is t- dependent on their oil and natural gas, that they can't risk losing that. Representative Palmer, tell me, t- 
tell, we're we're trying to get through some of these points too. We do want peace. We really do. But you know, you know history like I do. Uh, Chamberlain liked to took his shoulder out of joint, patting himself on the back for peace in our time, and we know that was one of the largest disasters in human history. To me, peace is when the bad guys can't make war. Iran still has every option at their disposal that they had before any of this. They still have an active nuclear program. Um, to me, an, a, a, an appropriate response would be to take away their toys, uh, something like Operation Praying Manus did under the Reagan administration, where we, we took out about half of their Navy. We let them, give them enough so they could defend themselves, but they couldn't be out causing trouble. Um, and I trust Trump and his advisors, and I, I know that what we see in the public is what they want us to see. It's not the big picture, and there's other things going on, and I have faith in him and you and other people who advise him to know that. But I don't – Gary, I have a hard time believing that the the Iranians, like the Grinch, their hearts sur- suddenly grew three steps and they're throwing brushback pitches now. I don't buy that. Uh, I also, you were talking about their political troubles at home. Really, how much trouble do they have when they have the guns and nobody else has any? Are they really in any threat of losing power? I think uh, that their power is being eroded on a daily basis. Um, I think that there's uh, other issues in- involved. And, and and going back to, to your point, I think if Iran uh, wanted a war, they would have uh, launched a much more serious attack, um, you know, given the, the attention that, that that was directed toward the funeral of Soleimani and, 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 and their rhetoric. Uh, you would have expected them to come out full force. They didn't. I don't think in terms of uh, of what we need to do next that we need to escalate this. I think we need to continue what we're doing. And and obviously, if, if we think that there's the potential for them to, to get um, n- nuclear weapons, then, then we're going to have to do something else. What would that be? We heard Trump say he started his speech with, they will never have nuclear weapons. Today, Iranian scientists are working in a mountain. We know where it is. We know where the door to it is, building a nuclear weapon. What are we doing about it? What can we do about it, other than say well, we're not going to let them have it? Well, if I knew, uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I can – Gary, you can say trust us, and yeah, I will. Yeah, you can say we're working a plan. That's fine. Because uh, well, I assume Just we say are. trust us, and I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm confident that this, that this administration um, has sent a message uh, to, the, to everybody – yeah. That we mean what we say. That when the president says that he's got a line and don't cross it, they know don't cross it. And but there's more to this Soleimani uh, uh, attack than than most people think. And I, I've got an article that uh, should be out today or tomorrow. And I start off by saying that smart people learn from their mistakes, but wise people learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah, that's the preferred. Back. Yeah, that's preferred. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. You go back to what happened in the Clinton administration in 1998, and um, the ambassador to Kenya was asking for more security at, at the uh, embassy in Nairobi. Uh, we had problems at Dar es Salaam uh, in Tanzania, and, and the uh, State Department refused to give them additional security. And eight months after the, the ambassador asked for that, Car bombs went off at those two embassies and killed 224 people, including 12 Americans. And then you fast forward to Benghazi and Ambassador Stevens. Our intelligence was was not telling uh, the, the the Obama administration that Al Qaeda was active. They were organizing, and and that they needed to beef up security. Not only did they not beef up security, they reduced it, and four Americans were killed. And this president is determined to send a message that that we have our diplomatic cord back. This is not going to happen again. No, and that's I, why yeah. we took out Soleimani. Totally agree with all of that. And, and and But see, that's where I'm a little confused on this, because what what happened at Benghazi, we corrected that when the embassy was attacked at this time. They were overwhelmed by us responding violently and quickly, and they scattered. And then we took out Soleimani, and we said, that's how this goes. Okay, but then this time, it sounds like our red line is to those of us you know, who may have family members serving there in the military, we're not going to respond until they actually kill your son. We won't respond if they almost do. Well, I think... Or they attempt to. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 20% of these missiles didn't even go where they were supposed to go. This was a reckless yeah. thing that Iran did that did put our military in danger. Well, reckless in the context of if you assume they have no ability to control uh, where the the missiles land, and I don't think that's an accurate assessment. Well, we we do know by just the the pure numbers of this, Gary, and tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm missing something, as Rick said, 20% of them went off course. Well, we were talking about this last night, that we don't think there were cruise missiles. They may have been scuds, and it was almost like, they said, hey, what's in the basement? Well, we got some old scuds left. Let's shoot those. Which is reckless. <clears throat> Which, yeah. but, but if, if it's a brushback pitch, I want, I want something I yeah. know where it's going. I want a pitcher that knows how to place the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want that guy that's hit a bunch of people. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Going so we, back to my earlier point, I believe that Iran wants to have a, a confrontation with U.S. because they need it to rally their people to, to maintain power. We should not take the bait. So if we have a confrontation with them and we go in and we say seal up the mountain where they're doing their nuclear work or we take out military assets or we we escalate it to taking out power plants and water facilities, how does that help them? If they're in the dark, can't drink water, how does that help them hold on to power? Well, I don't know what their calculations are, and uh, and again, if I did know um, the deep intelligence, I couldn't share that with anybody. Yeah, we wouldn't uh, want you I, to. No, you, I don't know. I don't know what all they're thinking, but but there is a reason for the provocations that they've they've engaged in. Sure. And I, I just think that you know, if it comes to the point that we have to do something, we do not want to engage in another war like we did in Iraq. We should not engage in, in yeah. nation building. We're, We're trying to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it.
Thank you, Representative Gary Palmer. Appreciate you calling, taking time to be with us. I know a lot's going on. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Seven minutes to the top of the hour. If you uh, want to talk now's the time. Lines are available at eight six six. So we have uh, we've updated you on the weather situation with Span. You can go back and catch that if you missed it. Uh, we have uh, talked uh, about uh, the royal family with Harry and, and he and his wife saying we want to be you know respectful and still you know, do some things we live our own lives. So we talked about that. Uh, we have discussed uh, the uh, Trump response yesterday to the uh, Iranian attack. Uh, and then we have talked to Congressman Gary Palmer. So that, that's kind of where we've been, and you can respond to what you've heard, and you can give us your comments on it, and uh, we can work our, our way through it. Lines are available. Certainly we went a little over talking with Representative Palmer, so we'll probably do phones here and then again to start the next hour because we don't have a short lot. Short segment. Of, uh, it'll be short. Anonymous caller out of Prattville. Anonymous, go ahead. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Hey, how's it going? Good, Great. Good, buddy. So I keep hearing about, um, you know, that these are brushback uh, shots from these missiles, but um, I'm sure it's online. There's pictures of where they hit in Al-Assad, and I've been there a couple times. I can tell you the places that they hit are pretty important places. That uh, I think one of the only reasons why nobody did die, especially Americans, is because of an early warning system that they're probably using. And also, if you're going to shoot a brushback pitch towards Erbil, Erbil is basically one of the safest cities in the world in Iraq. So if you're shooting something that's not accurate and you accidentally hit that, um, or the city of Erbil, uh, that's pretty significant, you know? Yeah, I, it's some of this just doesn't add up, and uh, I think it's our ability to get early warning and our ability to get people to safe, safety is probably what saved lives more than the Iranians' ability to do a brushback pitch. Look, I knew they were going to respond. I didn't need radar. I didn't need a heads up. I knew they were going to do something in a few days, and we had already got into position to defend ourselves. I and I, again, I'm trying to understand. You know, in anything that goes on in in our country, we always want to know who knew it and, <laughs> and when they knew it. Right. I'd like to know who this mysterious phone caller from Iran is who gives people <laughs> heads up because he he is never. They've never given anybody heads up on anything else. You know, for once, Rick, I'd like for them, before they roll a car bomber into a cafe and kill women and children, hey, 9 o'clock, that baby's gone. Right, yeah. I'll get out of there at 8.30. Sure. sure. Gosh, it'd be nice to get, you know, brushback pitches or phone calls ahead of time. Never happened. This first time in the history of Iran, we have been warned ahead of time of what they were going to do. I guess their heart just grew three sizes, Rick. <laughs> Another anonymous caller out of Y'all Alabama. You're smarter than that, people. You're smarter than that. Anonymous, go ahead. Morning. Hey, hey. Bu- hey, buddy. Hey, uh, just wanted to give a. Is there a uh, a military uh, banded military housing out west somewhere uh, that they don't use anymore? You have to be more specific. What, what do you mean? It, I, I've seen it on TV. Um, Must be true. It, 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 it's it's an old abandoned military housing base. If they would have struck that and nobody had been injured, 
would the United States respond in? Well, yeah, because well, yeah. they shot missiles you in sh- our airspace. You shot yeah. missiles yes. onto our, our soil. Of course we would have. Yes, yes. So what? what's the difference? Well, he, he, he has... If we uh, have people there, if we have people there uh, in Iraq or in Iran that they've shot missiles at, what's the difference? Well, uh, the president said, and Palmer uh, confirmed it, the red line is you have to kill somebody. Uh, guys, I'm not trying to be as smart like you. Is that not what they both have said? That is what we've been told. Right. That that is the red line, so to speak. We continue not 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 almost kill people. You have to actually kill them, uh, which sounds to me an awful lot like what we didn't like when we we had the rules of engagement in Iraq and we were going all we were losing our minds on the air that our our engagement protocol was you cannot shoot on them until they actually shoot at you. Yeah, uh, and we were just like that's the most that's putting people at risk. And basically, we're saying we're drawing a red line that you can fire at us, but you're fine as long as you don't actually hit us. So somebody's going to have to die in order to get a response from us. Look, I'm just telling you, that's what they said. I, I, I mean, know. I mean, I heard, Rick, like I've a, heard it with my own ears, too. And does anybody I, disagree that that's what was said? What? That, that, that the red line is somebody has to be killed. If there's American loss of life, it, it seems like there would be a different response. So you have to, whoever this person is, if they're connected to you, somebody you are connected to has to die before we'll respond. And that, I think, was in response to when the drone was shot down or whatever, when they went after the the uh, the compound where the a contractor was killed. No, that, got all that. That, that was in when this we particular, responded. Yeah, in this particular the, case, we were told the reason why we didn't respond is they didn't kill anybody. The red line, Gary Palmer said it, and people last night explaining it said it, the red line for Trump is somebody has to die. I think what Gary is saying, or what I got out of it, is what we are currently doing, our response, is more crippling to them than us actually firing a weapon. Understood. And But he said the, he said so the reason I, why we I, didn't respond. And but I, here's the thing. If that's true, then even if they kill anybody, we shouldn't respond. Well, and I and, and that's to be debated if it happened, but I, I'm not so sure it wouldn't have been the case. I don't know the answer to that. Well, I then don't. he says a red line. Didn't Has he, sanctions ever worked on anybody ever? I'm totally confused. Ever. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This program may be found offensive by pencil-pushing, bean-counting, research-loving program directors and radio consultant gurus. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. All ten lines are full. We're about to go phone calls to start the hour. The big topic today, the uh, response yesterday from uh, President Trump. We've interviewed Congressman Gary Palmer on the program today. Uh, the news coverage and all that last night. We talked about an- uh, other topics. That's the one we're on now. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, and Helmsy all here with us today. Adler's got it like he likes it. we got to get one of these uh, interns named today. We'll do that before we go today, try to get one of them named. I think one of them we're going to name on the spot, so we may get them both named today. Yeah, yeah I think one of them we've had. Welcome back, Bubba, for a brand new hour. How are you, you buddy? Know, Rick, I am glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience now in year 26. I know it seems impossible. It yes. sounded strange when I said it. To the phones we go. <laughs> Wayne is in Rogersville. Wayne, uh, uh, thank you for uh, waiting through the, the break, and welcome to a brand-new hour. Go right ahead. Hey, Al. Hey, buddy. Thank you for what you do and who you are and what you're all about. Thank you. I think you're missing what uh, Representative Palmer was pointing out is that country is in disarray, 
And this is going to fill it even more, just like our country right now. In my lifetime, I've never seen Democrats that wouldn't stand in the presence of a Republican. They're offended by just knowing that a Republican's walked in the room. And yeah, no, yeah, I've it, never seen that kind of yeah. attitude. Yeah, it was funny, but, Wayne, last night know, to watch the coverage that Trump really did exactly what a lot of the CNN and MSNBC reporters said he should do, and then they still went yeah. after him. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, but, yeah. but but anyway, but I, but let me go back to, to the question. I think you, we have to ask with that, and we talked about this in the break. So really, if you say the best policy for the United States of America is to not engage Iran, well, then we shouldn't engage them if they kill somebody. I mean, if that's the best policy, it's the best policy no matter what they do, right? So, And if that's not the case, then we can't really say that's the best policy because that should be our policy no matter what. And I certainly would say, well, that's consistent. Okay, it's going to be difficult. But that's consistent. And here's the thing I would say, and I'm speaking about me only. I'm not speaking for the other members of the show. I'm just telling you that I know me. If we were sitting here today and Barack Obama was the president and, and Barack Obama and the Democrats were saying the things that, that Trump and the, and the uh, Republicans who agree with Trump are saying today, we would be mocking it. I, I'm sorry. I would be mocking it. I would you be put me in that. Uh, I, I would say, oh, okay. So you have to almost, you have to kill us, not almost kill us. I'd be saying all these things about Obama, and y- and a lot of you out there would be rebel. You, yeah, Rick, you tell them. You, you go now. If that's the case, <laughs> then you're just being, you're, you're not being, you're not being truthful. You're just saying whatever my team does is always right. Now, and so I wasn't going to come on here today and say something different because Trump did it that I would have said if Obama would have done it. Because I would have been critical of Obama saying he doesn't understand the Middle East. They're going to see this as weak. Uh, oh, okay, so you have to almost kill us. I would be doing all of those things, and a lot of people would be patting me on the back saying, man, you, you tell them. Now, if that's the case, then you're being inconsistent. And, and I don't know if that is the case. And here's what I'm not saying you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking you. about you. You're made, the point you just made is very valid and truthful to the core. Right. Okay. What I'm saying is because no one died, I think we looked at it and said, okay, actually no one died. Let's use this as an opportunity right. to go this route. But I'm saying and that I'm, may be the case. Right. I don't know. No, no, I agree. And, and I understand. I yeah. even understand all that. Yeah. I'm just saying if Obama had done the same thing, I would have been critical of it. Maybe that speaks to my weakness. But I'm just telling you that's uh, what about maybe that didn't say much about me. Well, no, I, uh, I, but, I but I'm just, we clarified, right. and I, I have this position that if you shoot missiles at U.S. troops, I don't care whose base it is, you're right. still shooting at them. Right. That you do not do that without repercussions. I don't care if it's President Bernie Sanders, right. Trump, Obama, Clinton, Bush, Reagan, whoever. You do not shoot at U.S. troops without repercussion. You are setting a dangerous. Precedent. And I'm with you. I'm trying to be consistent in my worldview, and that is it. And no I don't have the, a problem. No matter who the president is. I don't is. have a problem with any president that plays golf, even if we have troops deployed from time to time. We continue. Uh, as let's, long as he can do his job and do it. Let's go to Larry in Greenville. Larry, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Rick, Bubba. That Buddy. had to be one of the worst interviews I've ever heard. That was so uncomfortable for that guy because he was not saying what y'all wanted him to say, and he didn't <laughs> want to hear what y'all were asking him. <laughs> Well, well, no, I, y'all will not be getting a Christmas card from him. <laughs> Look, I, I know Gary is a friend of ours. I supported. I supported. That's why he? 
Yeah, that's Gary, why he's upset. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, well, they hit me hard. Well, what what is there to be upset about? We just uh, ask questions. Let me tell you what I else. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But he's a politician. He's not. He don't like those. He didn't like that. He didn't. He was very. No, well, look, I, I, and I said to begin with, you tell me that 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 we just don't know and see everything going on. That's fine. I accept that. No, I think that's kind of where I've I don't want you. I don't want you to misread this. <laughs> I want to be very clear when it comes to Gary Palmer, the man. Gary Palmer is just disagreeing with us the way Helmsley's disagreeing with me. Yeah, he, he's yeah, not. He, he's not on. doing that because he's that's a politician. Right. right. He's doing that because he's a man that has a different point of view about this yeah. than I do. And Bubba does. And that, it's not because a, he's a politician. And right. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. We can disagree on one yeah. topic. We may agree on six others later in the day. Gary Palmer is as solid a dude as yes, you'll ever know. Absolutely. And he and I, and he and I, and Bubba are not going to always agree on every specific thing about all things. And um, and you know and and, and, it, and wouldn't want to really, quite frankly, it'd be a boring world. <laughs> and I will tell you this: I will acknowledge that maybe he should have known that Bubba and I didn't necessarily agree with this. I apologize for that. But honestly, the reason why I didn't think like that is because I think he's a grown man and he's the type of man that is not afraid of hard questions. Yeah. Now, it, 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 there certainly was some discomfort, and he, just like you and me. I don't yeah. like when you and I disagree on stuff because sure. we, we love each other. Right. And, uh, and, I, and that's, now that's probably where that came from. Oh, wow, I like these guys and we're disagreeing on yeah. this. But, but it wasn't because he's a politician. Right. It's because he, you know, he's. Well, there's a true friendship there. There's a true yeah. friendship there. But yeah. look, I, I have to be honest too to what, you know, and, and I, I told the folks in the break, we were talking about it. I'm not the smartest uh, tool in the shed by far. Mm-hmm. Barely can speak, can't spell. <laughs> Do like. You know, do like space stuff, okay? Space. Uh, he went into so, what you like. So Did you I, notice you that? Know, I mean, well, that, that's well, me. what he's trying to say is, and he's right about about me too. Look, we got some areas we're pretty good in, but we're not well rounded. But there's some things. There's some things that when people are telling me that I just right. cannot accept because I know different. And you're gonna have to do a better job to sell me. And and that is, we're being told all over the place. Hey, Iran doesn't want a war with us. That's why they give us a heads up. Gary told us they want a war with us. Well, do they want a war or not? Right. Surely we got people smart enough to figure this out. Right. Look, ask them and see what their actions are. That's the only two ways we can judge it. Look, I even understand because we were <laughs> what told. What is it? Do we, they want a war or not? Somebody tell me. We were told. Yes or no. We were told by Iranians, <laughs> and that was the point that was being made, and I actually agree with it because I know I think it to be true from people that have lived there. They like to, to pick wars with people so that somebody else becomes the enemy and the people don't try to overthrow the gov- government. There's some truth in that. But then, but then, that that also though to your point takes another point and makes it incorrect. So yeah, it's, you uh, can't have it both ways. Yeah, yeah. We continue. We kind of want a war with you, anonymous out of Clanton. Anonymous, go ahead. Hi. Yes, I was. You kind of already touched on it, but I was just wanting to know what your thoughts were on why President Trump isn't wanting to retaliate if he's scared of what. The Democrats are going to say no, or? no, no. He doesn't care about that at all. I promise you. And he doesn't care what the media says. <laughs> he really don't care what the Republicans. Say. And he doesn't care what I think. <laughs> I, I think. I think what it is is that Trump and and Helmsley alluded to this yesterday, and and he you, turned out that that side of him is what won. Trump is not a fan of us going to war in wars that he thinks turn into quagmires, which I understand that none of yeah, us none like of that. Us are. And, none he, of us are. and he was critical of the Iraqi situation, and I think he's hypersensitive during his presidency of not creating another one of those, and I completely understand that. I do. 
That's where it's coming from. And, and not now, but later on, we'll talk about the teeter-totter of history. Okay. Yeah, and, right. and I want to make just a couple of points on that concept of what you're talking about. All right, we'll do that. We come back, we'll hear from Bubba, and then we'll take some well, more of your calls. We'll some more good calls. Yeah, okay. We'll, 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 we got plenty. I know a lot of you are out there because we're just trying to work through this. That's what we do, man. We're sitting on the porch working through Well, the difference between us is we're, we're working through things right here on a live radio show. <laughs> but that's, isn't that what we've always loved? It? And, and at times, hey. That's what we've done for 26 years. Oh, we got, changing out. we got some people saying I'm not listening anymore because y'all don't agree with Trump. Rick that's fine. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're back. 21 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Enjoying talking to you today. Will of Meat has not spun this week, so Will of Meat can happen anytime. It'll happen today, today or tomorrow, I'll tell you that. All right, so phone calls are, are still standing by. Bubba, do you want to make this point or you want to finish calls, then you make the point? Uh, let, let's finish calls, and okay. I'm going to come back to American history and our involvement in the world. Okay. What should we do? Because whatever we do has problems. Bill... Now, by the way, Bill, people were telling me yesterday after all the the Missouri calls that this guy telling me I'm supposed to come to Missouri Saturday and say Missouri. Now I've got people saying that's not true. I never hear anybody say that here. Uh, so well, how how would you prefer when I come to your fine state Saturday, I say your state's name? All I can say is please don't ask me. I'm originally from Ohio. What so do you know? Anyway. Never mind. Yeah, what do you know? You're, you're worse off. You're worse off than I am. All right, so yeah, all right, so, yeah. so Bill, um, but uh, what 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 is your comment? My comment is, if I was President Trump and I had a chance to say something to Iran, is say, look, you shot some bombs off; they missed a target. I'm not Israel, and you're not Palestine. You don't get to call a war and call it on and call it off. You did it once; you're that's all right. You do it again; we're coming back at you at full force. We're not playing this. Palestine Israel trick. Yeah, did you um, did you vote for Trump? Yes, I did. Would you have the same view if Obama had done this? Uh, I said the same thing. I, I, you would have okay. matter to me. Okay. Yeah, that's, um, well, that, I got that's consistent. Thing to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also, you know, Iran and North Korea, places like that, really can't start a war and have their people leave their country to fight a war because they'll never come back. We'll have so many POWs coming out of Iran that we'll have to take care and shelter them, just like we did had, had to do in uh, Iraq. Um, the, that military might be big, but they'll run and come over to our side just to get out of that country. You're saying, you're saying, look, no matter what happens, it's just a mess. You remember when uh, we were dealing with Iraq, we were told that they had the third largest standing military in the world, they were well-trained, and they felt like a paper tiger, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, remember that? I mean, we everybody's like, man, this. Oh this, yeah, this, this, what do they call the elite guard? Look, whatever. It was the end of time. Guard, this was Republican it. guard. It was, they were battle hardened oh, from yeah. years hey, we, of war we, with Iran. We were getting ourselves in a bind, and the only reason why we stopped is because we were afraid CNN was going to call us mean. Hmm. Uh, to Leanne in Birmingham, Leanne, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. Hey, hey. hey. I hope you guys will talk Gary Palmer into running for governor. He'd be awesome. He'd be outstanding. He's a true conservative. Thanks for having him on this morning. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Yeah, uh, Gary, we've known Gary a long time. Good guy. Let's Good go to uh, ladies where he is. Let's go to Bill out of Huntsville, one hundred point three the river. Bill, go ahead. Hey boys, thank you very much for taking my call. I apologize for my voice, but I got a wicked cold here. That's all right, buddy. That's all right, You're fine. Uh, we understand. But, but what I wanted to say is all of us who voted for Trump, we know that he is a fighter 
And you know his first response to this was, let's go get him. But I'm pretty sure that he got some good advice from his advisors because we also know that as a businessman, he did not become the success he is by using his gut response every single time. I'm sure he thought this through. And eventually, we're all going to know what their plan is. It's like Gary said, they can't, you know, he, he said, I can't tell you what the plan is. We got a plan, but I can't tell you what it is. I'm almost positive that this is going to, you know, they're going to have some kind of response. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, Rick, absolutely, that somebody should not have to die for us to respond. But I, I believe they got a plan in place, and Trump thought this through thoroughly. Well, Bubba said it, and I agree. Look, we trust, he, so far, Almost everything, we've seen him make good decisions for our country. I do believe, no matter how you feel about him, that he's done a good job as the president. And and certainly there's been times when some of the things he said or done I didn't agree with. Um, I certainly don't agree with you know any kind any form of national health care, which I think when he tried to save that and somehow provide insurance for everybody with pre existing conditions with pre existing yeah. conditions, I thought that was naive and, and impossible. Sounded good, yeah, emotionally good, but uh, but I, but I'm with you. I trust this administration that the way they're going to handle things uh, is correctly. I'm just you, you do understand, and you're doing it too. I'm trying to wrap my mind <laughs> around some of the concepts like we're in a concept where we're hearing. Iran needed a war. We didn't give it to them, but 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 then they called us and told us not to go to war. We're just kidding. Well, if they wanted a war, why were they warning us? If they're warning us, that means they don't want a war. But then we're saying we didn't give them a war because that's what they wanted. I can't wrap my mind. Those two things seem mutually mutually exclusive to me. Which one is yeah, it? I agree. Which one is it? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they they can't be trusted. But we'll we'll go get them. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate your call. Uh, let's go to Hank in Georgia. Hank, welcome to the Rick and Bubba show. Go ahead. Yeah, I called you guys yesterday and told you exactly what Trump was going to do, and you both kind of poo-pooed me on that. Yeah, we. Look, that's when Hams agreed. We we did we didn't. I was caught off guard. You dude. you and Hams are one hundred percent right. I just we did, were wrong. I just disagree well, with the president and you and Hams. <laughs> well, you know, let's let's talk about that in a little more detail, though. I mean, I didn't have time in 30 seconds to go into a detailed discussion. Sure. But, you know, having been in the Army for 30 years, lived around the world, a bunch of places, you you, you understand that uh, things aren't necessarily what they seem. Right. Well, you got yeah. your chance right now, so, but try to be concise uh, because okay, you, you, have more than, you have more than 30 seconds, but you we don't have a lot of time. Less than three minutes. Okay, I understand. Um, well, you know, yesterday was a head fake by Trump. You know, um, and waiting to see what's going to happen. Even if he wanted to take out one of the bad actors in, in Iran yesterday, you have to excuse me. I'm in my walk here today, so I'm a little breathless. Look, I understand that. <laughs> but if he wanted to take out one of the bad actors, they weren't anywhere to be found yesterday. I mean, they were all hiding. So if he had done, you know, like Bubba said, maybe take out a ship someplace. All that's going to do is make a bunch of Iranian mothers mad at the United States. That doesn't that doesn't get us anywhere. So he's going to see what happens. And if one of these guys continues to say death to America and threatens to do specific things to us, that guy just might disappear. Yeah, you know, you never, you you're see. saying you're saying he didn't respond, but don't look at the lack of response as being his his game plan. There's going to be a response. It just wasn't going to be the kind of response. That they were expecting yesterday, he th- he is not just saying we're not going to respond. He just hadn't responded yet. Exactly, exactly. Well, that, now that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Oh. That makes sense. 
I'm willing to, as yeah. I said, I have faith yeah. in him and yeah. his advisors and Gary Palmer and Mike Pence and everybody else uh, that they have a plan. He's had plans, and we will sit here. But it well, just, it just, you know, if I could, and I know they can't wait for my advice. look. This is this is yeah. a little Hulk heartbreak. That's all it is. Jeremy, I, I know they're sitting going. Let's see what Burgess says. You know, I know they're just waiting for my. Yeah, advice. I get to. I, yeah, I'm but, asked to but, be an advisor but, in a lot of situations. But here's what I would say because what Hank and is nobody saying, listens when I tell them. what Hank is saying, and now Hemsey is, is showing me. Hey, this is what I'm kind of talking about. If that's what I we had been told. Thank you very much. We're going to go, and we see that we've had this uh, attack, and uh, certainly we're going to we, we're going to uh, discuss our options. And you know, right now we're thankful nobody was killed. I think where they're getting into trouble is when they say Iran wants a war, but then they told us before they attacked us they didn't want to kill anybody, so we wouldn't go to war. That needs to be that's a terrible statement. Those things need to be moved away because it sounds like you're well. That, kind of, you can't have them both, Rick. That's then over I mean. here, I think we got to stop all this. They didn't try to kill anybody. So we're not doing anything. I think we should just say we're not going to respond when they want us to respond. We're going to respond when we want to. And then I think we all could go, that makes a lot of sense. This thing of saying there's certain things we're saying that I'm not sure are true, and they lead to comments like, oh, so you have to actually kill somebody uh, so they can just try to kill us and we're not going to respond. Oh, they told us so we wouldn't go to war, but yet they want a war. So you got to take that stuff out because that leads to a lot of confusion. Uh, we'll be back, bottom of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. And here we go. We're back. 35 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Thankful you're here. Greg, guess what I just had for dinner last night? You ready? Sockeye salmon. Love that sockeye salmon. I, I, had ex- I had to explain to someone yesterday what sockeye salmon was all about. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, and you know, this, go sockeye. Yeah, butcherbox.com slash Bubba. We love this uh, this organization, love this business. We teamed up with them last year, and they send delicious proteins right to your door. Uh, you you can, you know, you can go ahead and fix it the way you want. You can go and you can customize. I want this, this, this. They've got some curated stuff you could do that's kind of turnkey if you like. But I highly recommend, even if you've been getting their chicken and you've been getting their their pork and you've been getting the beef, I highly recommend that you try that salmon that I just talked about. It, it's wild Alaskan salmon. Uh, you know, it's caught like it's supposed to. Not it's not farmed salmon, uh, and it is delicious. Their scallops. Are you a big scallop guy? Uh yes. Their yes. scallops are fan. Fantastic. Especially so, if they're pan fried. Yeah. yeah. Oh, baby. If you would put a little olive oil in there. Oh, come on. If you would like to get this started at your house, butcherbox.com slash Bubba is now offering new members $20 off the first box plus two pounds of their delicious ground beef and two packs of the best bacon you've ever tasted. When you sign up, you get that for free when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash Bubba. Also, you can go to rickandbubba.com. You can find everything about them right there under the sponsors button. All right, so we're going to start the process now. Not that we're not going to let some more of you talk. We're going to you go ahead and do we, them. We, go ahead and do you, them. So, I, I'd rather yield to you, my friends okay. on the phone. We're going we're gonna, to – I'll be here. You know, Get them. You know our show. Our show sometimes makes <laughs> subtle changes in it than a brook. Right. Right. I mean, we literally may end this Iran conversation and name an intern. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, we got to do that. Too. It, 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 it may be, and I think we'll get a two for one on this because I think right. we're going to name the, the the other kid. I think we got his name. We don't even have to go to. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be too long. On that. Uh, mm-hmm. Randy in Alabama. Randy, welcome to Rick and Bubba, and and, and uh, go right ahead. Yes. Uh, once again, Trump outsmarted them. 
you guys, Rick, expected him to bomb them. So did the Democrats. That's why they were preparing to tie his hands. He outsmarted them again. You got to realize he has to think about what Congress, everybody else, not just his emotions. He outsmarted them. Now they look like fools again, sitting there, uh, filing this uh, stupid thing to tie his hands. What are they tying his hands for? He didn't do anything. He he waited, and now they look like fools once again. He schooled the Democrats. Randy, I understand what you're saying, but I guess I'm going to ask you another question. What's your principle on this? Well, you know, he, he has a lot more things to think about than just, oh, well, let's just bomb them. They didn't kill anyone. So, he, they, so again, everyone expected, just like the the uh, transcript, they never expected him to send the transcripts in. Right, that blew him up. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So let, let me ask you this, and I certainly understand what you're saying, but yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, my, my comments aren't really coming from politics. My comments are coming from consistency. So if Obama had done this same thing, after we had had people fire on one of our bases, and Obama had said, look, they didn't kill anybody, and we would have been saying, oh, they only tried to kill somebody, so we're not going to respond and, and with any response. We're going to stand down. We're good. You would have been okay with that? Well, first of all, it's not apples to apples because Obama had the media behind him. You have to understand this man is still human, and he has to deal with these guys, and he has to figure out. That wasn't the question. Randy, that wasn't, that Randy, wasn't the question. Randy, just give us the uh, principle here. Yeah. Apples apples. I, I want a Randy principle. So any that, that will apply to any situation. You, in, any politician, <laughs> any president, no matter who they are, no matter what party they're from, you're good with our line being you have to kill somebody. As far as him killing the, the – uh, Whatever his name was, the man killed six hundred people. No, I, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. The, the, if you're an enemy of our country, we only respond if you fire on us. If somebody got killed, you're okay with that if, policy, if, no matter the president. Uh, no, I'm not okay with, with if they fire on us. If somebody was being killed, yes, he should have done it. But but if somebody different. But it, right. So but if Obama had come to you today and said. I'm not responding because they didn't kill anybody. They just shot at us. You'd be okay with that? Each situation, just like with the president. Okay, all right. Never, uh, never mind. We, we can't, Randy, we, we, <sighs> wow. we hit that wall too many times. Yeah, okay. Randy, bottom line, Trump. <laughs> we just want to know your principles. And I'm not I don't e- think that's a hard I'm question. I'm not even Is s- that a hard I question? think you are misunderstanding <laughs> us, Bubba and me. <clears throat> this is not about politics to me. I'm not even saying what the president's doing isn't going to turn out to be right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's not it. I'm I trying to talk to about it. what throughout time on this program, the way that we, in my opinion, should respond as a country to these types of things has always been consistent. And uh, and you know, and I'm not saying that that is always right, but I I just I don't want to get us in this mentality that we become home team like we do with our football teams. That you know, whatever my team we're does, we're trying to rise above that. Yeah, whatever my, whatever my team does is right, and whatever yeah. your team does is wrong. Um, even if they do the same thing that my team did, it it, it just I, I don't want us to be like that. And and certainly, um, so that was just me dealing with my. Maybe, maybe I just am not as good a person as the rest of y'all. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that boy, let me tell you, that's absolutely always true. Has the Cleveland Browns so, hired him by yet? You're right. So if we, if from a principle, from a principle standpoint, <laughs> yeah, though, from a principle standpoint, then we should not be aggressive with a country that fires a nuclear missile until it explodes and kills people. 
I mean, that's we're talking about the concept of defense. Mm-hmm. We should we should look at our police policy. Mm-hmm. If you shoot at a police officer, he should not have the right to fire back until one of the police officers are dead. It's a principle. Okay, well, well, it's you, a defense you, principle. And I will say this: the very that we're trying to get to not all the apples and oranges and minutia of the thing. It also is a principle that, that I've we have been saying on this show. You and I have been saying for years. We didn't like the engagement policy that our military gets put in and gets them killed, that they can't fire on people until one of them gets hit or, get, yeah. or, or they start shooting at them. To me, that's bad policy. And I also think it's bad policy when dealing with the Irans of the world to ever show them that they can get away with something like this. They don't see it as noble. They see it as weak. And I have been saying that same thing for twenty six years for for multiple administrations. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and how about this? Guess what? I still believe that. It's just yeah. I just don't think Randy would be okay with with somebody saying, "Hey, Randy, I know, I know that you went over and took out Rick's brother, and I know he came by and fired into your house, but he didn't kill your wife, he didn't kill your kids, and he wants you to start in a battle with him. Don't fall into this." You know, I, that Randy would go, well, yeah, I'm good. Rick, we're good. You didn't kill nobody. And hey, I, you told me you were trying not to shoot anybody in here, so we're good. I just don't think that that way be Randy would be. He might be. I don't know. Which one did you go? Uh, I don't uh, The active duty Air Force there caught my eye. Where is, is he five, at? Five, six. Is All right, six? Cameron. All right, Cameron in yeah. Florida. Hey, Cameron, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Hey, gentlemen. Good morning, Monkey Grass. Thank you Thank for you, the sir. call. I appreciate it very much. Hey, gentlemen, I, honestly, I think Randy had too many cups of coffee, but uh, what I was going to call you all about this morning is, um, like I said, I'm active duty Air Force down in Florida. Thank you. Um, thank you. With this whole Iran, thank you. I appreciate your support. Uh, with this whole Iran deal, now it, it, I'm, I'm put in a, I am fortunately put in, in a position to where I can see exactly, you know, what's going on and being in the know, and, and that's the sad thing about it, just listening to everybody calling in, uh, <laughs> you know. All they're getting are what's on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. And I got to say, both of them are getting pretty bad, Fox News and CNN. Good Lord, gentlemen, I tell you. But um, but I, I believe wholeheartedly in, in my position, I can't disclose what I do, obviously, but it, in my position, I believe our commander-in-chief, as well as the SecDef, along with the Joint Chiefs of Staff, made the right decision for the right time, and uh, that's all we can roll with right now. That's where I've had to park my car. Yeah, it's. Let me tell you this: it's taken me a long time to find my parking spot, but I'm trying. <laughs> We're trying to wedge it in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having to go get some of my principals to turn my truck in there and land. But uh, and uh, so uh, uh, that that that's a, a word that at the end of it all, you have to trust the administration if you voted and supported for them, uh, even when it comes to world matters, knowing you know who that person is and how they see the world and. And, and and Trump really has always been a bit of a seclusionist. He's he's not a big fan, uh, nor are any of us really, if we're being honest, I hope, to just send our military anywhere no, at any time. we didn't want to have to fight but, World but, War II. But you see this time. We had to, though. We have some very specific questions that we're just – see, I think that what you just said should have been the response from the administration and from everybody involved. It's like they got out and tried to explain the decision – and they really would have been better off just to say, look, the president knows what he's doing. And that'd be the end of it. You know, when, exactly. when, when they started coming up with this thing, they we don't want to give them the war. And then they gave us warning and they didn't mean to kill anybody. <laughs> and it was all just a brushback. That, those things just go down a, a, I, an awful road. I mean, it just there's too many inconsistencies of that. You know, I'm just amazed at the new right. loving, caring Iranians. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> who for the first time in ever in history, Rick, give us a brushback pitch and it tipped us off they were about to bomb it. Hey, let's be sure we're accurate with a brushback pitch. Hey, those, we got any scuds in the garage? Throw some of them at them. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank, man, I just don't, I, I don't like you, you. I don't like all of you being put in unnecessary danger, yeah. and I don't like a concept that says that we're not going to do anything until you get killed. Right. I, I understand that. But I don't like it. Yeah, I, I understand. There's just, well, you know, collateral damage and everything. You, you, there's so many things that go into account. It's, it's no, I got you. I understand all that. Cameron, here's, here's the beauty of us. If all of us live long enough and the Lord tarries, we'll get to see if this was a good idea or not. It was. How about we'll this? See, we'll see if Iran becomes part of the family of nations and loving and becomes a vacation spot. Are there still sponsoring Absolutely. terrorism shooting at us? Cameron, how about this? I will say this. Anybody want to put a bin on it? <laughs> right. I'll say this with zero reservation. All action. With zero reservation. <laughs> You're in a much better position, and you have put your money where your mouth is, and you have chosen to put your life on the line. I have not. So I will respectfully say I'd rather hear from you than from me. So I, I appreciate you calling. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully one of these days I'll get to retire back to Decatur, Alabama, where I'm from. I hope so, man. <laughs> Thanks for your service to the country. God bless. Yeah, God bless you, man. Uh, and I am certainly thankful, 100,000%, that Donald Trump is our commander-in-chief right now, not Hillary Clinton. I mean, that's an easy decision. Uh, so 14 minutes, I mean, that's so you see me trying to get in the parking space? I'm you see me working through it? All I'm doing is working through it. It just has to be live on the air. More Rick and Bubba coming back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast back this weekend. As you rise for another weekend, we'll be interviewing... Gary, the bulldozer man, the spur master. His real name is Gary Vines. Today, our focus, who is Gary Vines? That'll be Rick and Bubba University coming up this week. Scary question. It is. Scary answer. Who is Gary Vines? Yep, yep. Guy is in Huntsville. Guy, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Good morning. Love the show. Listen every day. Thank you, buddy. I did want to give you an example, Rick, where I think you're wrong on the situation. Okay. Yeah, sure. You always always say that zero-tolerance policies, like in schools, are bad leadership. Right. Correct? Okay. Yes, yeah, because so you, you're a, not this, dealing with the problem, yeah. And you don't know all the uh, details behind this situation, so just to have a blanket policy like a zero-tolerance policy cannot be right in this situation because we don't know all the details behind the scenes. And if he made a decision just based on a zero-tolerance policy – then, then we'd have to say he's hypocritical or we're hypocritical by saying that he'd have to stick to his, quote, principle when we don't know all the details behind the scene and made a decision based on a, quote, zero-tolerance policy. Okay, that I think you make a great point. The only thing I would want to clarify, maybe this is my fault clarifying it, I don't particularly care for what has been communicated to me that our line is someone must be killed. I don't. I don't agree with that. And th- and now that has I been don't com- yeah, that has been a com- communicated to us clearly. But I do understand what you're saying, and I don't have a problem with that. If that's the way it had been presented, I think it'd have been a great idea for to do just what you did, guy, to get up and say, "Look, we we can't have a proper response until we've had time to sit down and look at everything that's involved. We will. We every option is on the table." And I give the president total credit. He did speak and say. 
as long as I'm president, Iran will never have a, a, a nuclear capability. And I didn't say how I guess they're going to have to kill somebody, though, before we'll do something about it. Right. Well, and that's what. Right. I, I mean, I'm just looking at the policy. That's why I think that line needs to be readdressed uh, because uh, because I, I think that that it's one of those things you say, and in the moment it sounds good, but you didn't really think about that when people are going to say, so wait a minute. So if my how you gonna do if it? my kid is on a U.S. base and he's serving our country, he he has to be killed before you respond. Mm-hmm. Not respond. Not almost killed. And and you see, you don't. I, you, I agree. You don't think that through when you make those kind of statements. But to your point, guy, I, I hear you loud and clear, and I certainly agree with you on that. So I appreciate that. And I, I agree with you too. I think the policy that they stated was a bad bad policy in the fact you got to kill somebody that somebody didn't think that through and that needs to be corrected. Yeah. I, I see because really what they're doing is just what you're saying. They're saying, well, here's our hard line. You'd almost be better off to say, look, we take every situation, uh, just like Randy said, and it's unique and we will deal with it based on this unique situation. Exactly. And, and we, the public don't know all the details behind what's going on. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on that we don't know about, mm-hmm. but in the end, maybe we'll know and we'll understand, but I agree 100% with you. I didn't like the policy the way they stated it. Somebody has to die. That's wrong. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate you very much. So, Bubba, you said we got one place that we can look Well, that look, always we, gives us clarity. It's, it's all we got, and that's history. Yeah, we, we can play the what if, the I think, they said game, but the one thing that we cannot deny, and it is the only thing that is reliable for predicting the future, is history. That's all we got. So we have to know history. We have to know it accurately. And I wrestle with this, too, when it comes to the United States' place in the world. Okay? Um, we have tried being isolationist. That's the word I was looking for, by okay. the way. Thank you, emailer. Yeah, that is where we put a fence up. We go, y'all do whatever you want to do. If you're Edi Amin and you're wiping your population out, we don't care. If you're Adolf Hitler and you're putting people in ovens, we don't care. As long as it ain't affecting us inside our fence in our yard. We've done this in the past. We tried this after World War One, and it gave us World War Two. It did not work. History says isolationism does not work. We have tried small regional wars with boots on the ground, and apparently everybody's against that now. Right. Okay? Afghanistan, right. Iraq. Vietnam, Korea, everybody appears to be against that now, right? So Tuck, we have to say that. Didn't Tucker work. was loud and clear, and he's he's a, he's a, he's supposed to be a staunch conservative. He's against it. We're, we're we've the word nation building is almost a four letter word now. Right. We we don't take out leaders and tell them what they ought to do and how they ought to do it and all that. That doesn't work. Um, you know this uh, this thing we know where we don't uh, respond to people has not worked. Uh, what what works? What are you supposed to do? It doesn't sound like there's a perfect scenario out there. Well, we've even had well, we, well let me <laughs> we and I look. I'll, I'll say this, and you 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 better run your recorder. You don't get a lot of Clinton pl- praise from watch me. out and watch out. Somebody is. Are we are we recording this? <laughs> Does it? I haven't heard one person mention Yugoslavia. Do you remember we bombed that guy out of leadership? We nation built, by the way, mm-hmm. nation Easy. built. With the Air Force and standoff weapons. Mm -hmm. No boots on the ground. We had a dictator in there we didn't like. We took away his toys. We took away his lights. We took away his water. Finally, the people went down to his house, round him up. We changed leadership. We have to say that that one worked, right? 
Well, do we? I'm, I'm asking. Go, go to our biggest win. Speedy, of all, did that one work? Yeah. Go, go to our biggest win of all time. And if we have to look at the ones that that were absolutely clear cut victories, World War Two, big industrial opponents, Germany, Japan, we defeated them. It was it had a high cost to do that. Guess what? We still have boots on the ground today. Yes, we do. And you know what we don't have from them? Trouble. They're our biggest allies, Rick. And and you so know. So what? What do we? I'm not. Well, I'm not it, trying that, to tell you what you no, should think, but I'm, I'm saying, saying that's the facts of history. So what yeah. should we deduce from that? And in that particular case, World War II, we broke their will to continue to wage war against us. That's right. That's right. We took away all their toys. They couldn't. It didn't matter how many things they wanted to do, or what they thought, or what their cares were. They had no weapons to carry it out. And there, there absolutely were a lot of collateral damage. There was a, a lot. ton of collateral damage. But our biggest allies today, isn't that strange? I mean, that's just history. Does everybody agree? Is that is, big, that, big, is any of that inaccurate? How Anybody about this? here? Anybody? Big, big, sacri- big sacrifice on that current generation. But when it comes to Japan and Germany, the generations after them have lived in peace. With Still there today. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Come on with it. Come on with it. Six minutes past. Rick and Bubba show. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix as we go forward. Hunter Bussey, Bubba's son, taking calls at the number we just gave you. We'll get back to more calls later. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the Iran deal, and it was uh, educational. It was uh, it was fun. We got through it, and uh, we'll revisit that if you want to do that in the phone troll here or there. But I think we heard all the different points on it. Welcome back for a brand new hour. Rocking mic number two for 26 solid years. There's Bill Bubba Bussey. Rick, and I haven't changed a bit. Nope. Still so. sticking to that commitment for giving us all you got two days a week. <laughs> you knew it was coming. You, were, you couldn't even block it because you were laughing to it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Thank you, and we appreciate you being here. It's uh, it's always a blessing. Thank you very much. Rick and Bubba University uh, is not only a podcast. The reason why it became a podcast because Rick and Bubba University is also our intern program. At Rick and Bubba University, we have professors, uh, yours truly, Rick and Bubba, Speedy, Greg, Helmsy, Adler, and then students come through, and uh, we try to get them to earn a degree in common sense, which, of course, now has become a superpower, and then send them out into the world. But, Bubba, part of uh, becoming an official student at Rick and Bubba University, it is custom that you be given your official Rick and Bubba nickname. And we're ready to start that process again. We are. Yeah. You emailers are owning me today, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sorry I glanced at one and it got me. Please stop. Okay. Enough. Y'all are. I don't know what it is today. Last few days, y'all have been on fire. Let me Thank tell you, you, emailers. You know, except for those of you that are leaving the show forever, the rest of y'all are really funny. By the way. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's uh, let's. Can I tell you what this says? Gosh, I'll tell you. Yeah, okay, I'm good. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, our emailers could be writers for Babylon B. Absolutely, they really could. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's talk a minute. First of all, and, and I don't, I don't, I, this this is nothing more than what it is. 
But I want this one. I think is going to be quicker. So I, I think we can almost let it be written. So let it be so. But let's first of let's all let's meet him. Let's meet him. Armstrong Sims. Armstrong, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Well, you know what? <laughs> you're already unique because you're one of these people, and we have them out there in society. People that go by two last names. Yes. Uh, Armstrong Sims. Yes. So Armstrong is your first name, and yes, and you grew up in Dallas, Texas. Yes, sir. And uh, I see deep uh, in the heart of Texas. I, I noticed. Right. The, I noticed the other day you had your Baylor shirt on, rocking like a is that shirt. a Baylor Bear mm-hmm. shirt mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. I think you are the first Baylor intern we've had. Yeah, right? I think so. Never had one. No. Yeah. So that's uh, awesome. So that's that's your team. That's my team. That's oh, it. absolutely. But that's not where you go to school, is it? That is where I go to school. Yeah, so you're still going to school. Yeah. So you came yeah, yeah. all the way from – wow. So well, I, I mean, I'm currently taking every, a semester off. Got it. That commute so, every I, day I guess, ought to be – I mean, that's – yeah, yeah, I rough. thought it's Greg's rough. drive was bad. You may need to fly out with me before the storm's in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I, I got where, you. where did you grow up? In Dallas? In Dallas, Texas. So how did you end up here? So my brother is uh, currently lives here. He went to Auburn. Now he lives here, works here. And he introduced me to the show – just a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and so um, and you thought, and I, and I was, and I'm currently in the stage, and it's my senior year. I'm reaching out internships, anything I can get. So I emailed Adler, and then um, a couple weeks later, he's like, "Oh, if you're ever in in the area, uh, come by and we can talk." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay. When am I ever going to be in the area?" But <laughs> the next couple of weeks, uh, my brother got engaged, so I came up here and met with Adler. So that's how go. I got connected. Boom. How about that? that Boom. So, and, and I know Adler, Adler's saying that you're, you're mainly going to be on the TV side of things. Yep. And I, I heard him say this. I mean, this may bother some other people out there that usually that he may be prepping this guy to be one of his fill-ins when the baby gets here. Stop it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Stop it! That's, a, that's what they say. As we said, I, conversation was yesterday. Well, there—I mean, there's some that come through that yeah. are more uh, ready to hit the front Correct. line than others. Correct. And and, I think that's a great compliment to you. Now, Bub and I, I think can. that we're going to go ahead. By the way, what, what what do you think of the show? Since you were only really two Fairly months in, well, you're <laughs> sixty listen. days worth of this. Yes, I. Um, so it's funny. My brother sent me the show. He sent me when y'all were doing a Beth Moen's alert oh, yes. <laughs> for Baylor, right? And I was devastated, but I was like, "This is yeah. hilarious." Yeah. And so I started listening, and like the very first episode I listened to, someone had sent in a list of top fifty Rick and Bubba moments, and y'all were like, "You all just read a name, just like title of the segment, and y'all would just start dying laughing." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "I have no idea what's going no, on. No point of reference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no yeah. point of reference. We're bad but, about uh, that. You know, I'm, I'm catching on. We hoped it would push you to iTunes to actually go listen to it." What now? Yeah, oh, yeah. Go, go listen yeah, to that. Okay. Tell you what, I gotta go get that. Yeah, one. yeah. I, I did a couple of them. I went on YouTube and looked up. I found Lou Holtz oh, yeah. on YouTube. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, you should, no doubt about it. So, yeah. so really, Beth Mowens and Lou Holtz impressions is what brought you to the show. There it That's is. correct. Okay, that's correct. All right, must be a big you know sports what? You just you never know. you never know what it's going to no. be. You don't know what pitch we're throwing. We hear some of the strangest. And we things. hear some of these yeah. strangest things. <laughs> but I'm looking here before we move because Bub and I we think we're going to nickname you pretty quick. Yeah. Because it's pretty simple. Bubba but hasn't even called me by my real name once. Who has it? <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> well, we, I have a, I have a, I have a problem, and I admit it. Yeah, and right. I think it's a defect. Okay, yeah, no, so I'm okay. not proud of it. Right. But I will nickname people, and I will call them that no matter what. Even right. if y'all, us as a show, give them, I go back to the nickname I gave, <laughs> and I, I can't get out of can it. Can I say this too? What, which I always think, may, is very interesting I about probably your. Probably need your, to take a test on that. Your various words. <laughs> You'll also reject the nickname. And go back and always call the intern by their regular name and not accept the nickname. I don't, I don't it, know. You never call them what we should sure. be calling them, Mm-mm. no matter which way it goes. I know. But it it says you've had nicknames in the past. Well, well what are these? Here? Well, those were I went on a um, mission trip to Mexico a couple uh-huh. times, uh-huh. and so Brazo Forte mm-hmm. 
which is just Armstrong in Spanish, I okay. believe. I don't speak Spanish. And then Pantas Flacas, which is leg week Uh-oh. in Spanish. Oh, no. They, they saw your skinny legs and thought you were nah, going Yeah. Well, I, I get leg week all the time. People are like, oh, leg week, you know, because like sp- supposedly the opposite of Armstrong. Oh, uh, I see. And I'm like, uh, I've never heard that one before. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there about the first time somebody calls us fat. We're like, yeah, we never heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Leg week. But but yeah, here's, yeah, I get that a lot. But here's what we think. Leg week. Because you're uh. you're interesting. You're our first, as Bubba said, and is right. You're our first student from Baylor. You just you're only familiar with the show about sixty days worth. Your brother brought you in the loop. Who went to Auburn? You're here at the minute we saw you and asked what your name was. And Adler said he kept throwing out Armstrong. And I'm like, why? Why is he mm-hmm. say Armstrong? <laughs> Armstrong Sims. Bub and I are children of the of the '80s, and uh, and and our and, and so we immediately nicknamed you Stretch Stretch, Stretch Armstrong. Stretch. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. You know what that is, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. I have one. My my grandmom gave me a Stretch Armstrong. Really? Movie. How about that? But yeah. So, so I mean, I, it's so, not much, but uh. so I think your nickname is done. I, I think that's it. I, I think <laughs> you're stretch. So let it be written. So let it be so. Stretch no, Armstrong. Stretch. Yeah. I, I say we. I say we throw him in some theme music uh, to the hit TV show Dallas, and we got it. You know, little little surprise, little <laughs> surprise. You didn't nickname him First Man, Neil Armstrong. Man. Right, right. You know, but yeah. uh, but Stretch Armstrong just hit us it, the second Rick, we saw it. It blurted out of me like <laughs> a little tiny rubber hammer had hit my knee, and I there's no way to keep my ankle down. <laughs> <laughs> it did. All right, so Stretch Armstrong, welcome to Rick and Bubba University. There it is. There it is. Glad to be here. Glad very be here. interesting story. And our next, say hello you, to, to Brett Bachelor. Hey, Brett. How are you guys doing? Hey. A new intern and uh, started getting after it. Can I tell you that he already seems like he's a go-getter. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I've had to explain very little to him. Right. It's like he's a self-starter. And, and uh, so tell us your story, Brett. I know you're out of Madison, Alabama. Yes, so sir. did you grow up on the show? I did pretty much. My parents have listened to it ever since I was a little kid. So, okay, so you're in the loop. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And you you decided to be an intern here. Uh, I emailed Helmsy. Yeah. I've known Helmsy for a time, so I've always kind of just talked to him back and forth. And then right around New Year's, because I'm in my senior year as well, mm-hmm. right around New Year's, I, I got to him and he responded to me pretty quick and pretty much accepted it so I can come in on Tuesday or so, the past Tuesday. Bubba, yeah. he, he got a men's golf scholarship to Montevallo. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. We have some common Falcons. golf friends there. How are. about that? So, uh, holds two of the school's men's golf records. Bring it. Now, what are your records? What do you hold? My red shirt. Sophomore year, we set the team school record for the uh, lowest teams lowest team score in school history, mm. and then uh, so it's five of us, and then all five or four of the best five scores combined. And then another year, we won a tournament. It was the largest margin of victory in school history. We won a tournament by twenty six shots, and that was wow. the largest margin of victory in school history. So, as well. on your golf game, what's your what's your strong suit? Off the tee, for sure. You're a driver, yes, sir. Ooh. Yes, sir. Where's your Where's your weakest? Uh, I probably. Mid length putts, not making no, not making enough of those. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the the toughest part of it. Mm. I tell people my approach shots because I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you so get, if you get down the fairway in two shots and then you can't hit that little green, it don't matter how good you yeah. putt if your ball's over in the water. <laughs> I want you to listen to this a little bit, okay? So he he he's a good golfer, scholarship golfer, holds some records. The drive is his longest. His his last name is Bachelor. Oh, you like the Bachelor? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, have you ever had a nickname before? I have actually. When I so when I was two to three years old, my parents used to own a business uh, back in Huntsville called Specialty Sportswear, and in the back of it, they would always have sports radio on from Huntsville or from Nashville. And 
there was a guy that was in Huntsville locally, and when I was two and three years old, I was because I, I'm a big sports guy, so I would always call into the show at two. I, obviously, I don't remember, my, but my parents told me about it. And one day, he just randomly called me. He said, "Hey, I'm going to start calling you Beezer from now on." Beezer, Beezer, B E Z E R, Beezer. And then it's been Beezer or Bees, B E E Z, ever since. And then now that I'm in college, like on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter, that's my name and stuff like that. So people in college noticed it. And then at school, that's what everybody at school. I'm not known as as Brett. It's either Beezer or Bees, and that's he what everybody like a calls Beezer, me. Doesn't he? Oh. He, he looks, uh, he looks Bees. like Beezer. Uh, there's a couple other things here. You've actually done play by play on some broadcast. Yes, sir. I have. Okay, we got to right, we'll, we look at that. We'll continue sorry, we look to at talk to Brett Bachelor. <laughs> Brett, Brett Bachelor. <laughs> Beezer or Beezer. I, Stretch I like Armstrong. Beezer. I do too. Stretch yeah. Armstrong. He's ready. He's ready to go. Oh, I'm Stretch. Ready. Easy. So we'll come back. Done. I mean, we may yeah. we may rule on Beezer, but we'll see. Uh, calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG and email too to get a, a nickname for Brett Bachelor. We'll finish with him next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Eight six six. We be big is the number. As we work our way back, uh, got interns that we're naming. Uh, Stretch Armstrong is now part of Rick and Bubba University, and we're interviewing uh, Brett Bachelor. Some great interns coming in, but Bubba, you had a couple more questions you wanted to ask him. Uh, well, I just saw on here um, that you were doing play-by-play. Tell us a little bit about that, your on-air broadcasting streaming experience. So about probably actually two years ago yesterday, I got a notification from my LinkedIn account that it had been two years since I started working for the athletic department yesterday. And um, so basically there was I saw online, I'd always been interested in athletics and doing commentary and stuff like that. So I reached out to the athletic department because they put something out about it. And they said they would get back to me. And so then probably about two weeks hmm. later, I was sitting in the stands uh, just watching one of our basketball games that we had, and one of the commentators for the school came up to me in the crowd, said, "Hey, hmm. uh, let's go. It's uh, you're, you're you're calling this game." And I was like, "What?" Uh, it, it, was, it was it was probably about ten minutes for tip off, <laughs> and he was like, "He's like, I know you don't have any information, something like that, but." Let, let's go. So, I know no, you don't no, have why, any information. No, <laughs> yeah, no, why? This sounds like how we do our show. Every <laughs> yeah. But why? Why the last minute? On that? Well, normally, normally they had they have two people, and yeah. uh, the 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 play by play guy was there for that day, but the color guy wasn't, and they they needed somebody else to do it. So he came and he saw me in the crowd and came and pulled me out. Come on, come said, on down. Yeah, so, and then ever since then, I don't think there's a basketball game that I or it, I don't think there's an athletic event that I haven't worked ever Wait, since I got put out of the here, crowd. You but were, this is a, this is a great point for for all kids, all everybody. Be prepared. You yeah. never know when you're going right. to get that sure. call. Oh, yeah. Because they were in a panic going, hey, there's some kid here that wants to <laughs> yeah. play. Somebody, play. We don't have I heard his tape. <laughs> I heard his tape. He doesn't stutter, doesn't have a list. Put yeah. it on. Yeah. That's, that's so, good. All right, so there's been some great uh, great intern names mm-hmm. that have come in with your golf, mainly you know, around the golf, which we would have thought. So we have mm-hmm. Beezer. Our, our Bubba wanted to do the Beezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have um, – we have uh, Happy Gilmore, which mm-hmm. I love because all Happy Gilmore could do was drive the ball a long right, way, right. <laughs> and 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 his middle game was not great. Mm-hmm. So Happy Gilmore is good. Top mm-hmm. Golf mm-hmm. is That's good because you've worked there. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I have. That, yep. that, that, because that, of his broadcast, Craig, you uh, got one. Uh, oh, okay. Nah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we've also got because of know which one broadcast uh, Brett Mowens. Instead of no, I wouldn't do that to you. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do that to you. We wouldn't do that to anybody. Yeah, maybe like one day it. you and I can call a game together. <laughs> and because he's maybe, all his, maybe on his final day, y'all can work yeah. together as a broadcast. Send thing. it down to Rocky. Here's Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> hey, Stretch Yard. Somebody get a timeout. <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, uh, we, because he's strong off the tee, it's uh, T box. 
a lot of that because that's what yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Where you tee off from. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so you got the Weezer, or the Beezer, I should say. People are saying I, play Weezer if you if you. If yeah, Bubba said Beezer. he didn't want Beezer, the Beezer, which is good. <laughs> well, you want the like, Beezer? I like the Beezer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the Beezer. Right, on the phones right now, the Beezer. Okay. Yeah, I like All it. Right, He's right. got a great feel of it. Like so and no Bees, just go ER, Beezer. Right, because she was named. Yeah, I don't both. like the short. He was, beast okay. Thing. I yeah, know. I like the. Zero. All right, so we got the Beezer. We got Happy Gilmore. <laughs> you like Top Golf for sure? I love Top Golf. Okay. Yeah. All right, and Brett Mowens. No, and, don't do Brett Mowens. <laughs> uh, um, a lot of top. That's my brother. Brett Mowens is going color, <laughs> color. Yeah. Uh, there's For Beth. Been a, there's been a lot of top. Uh, you know, top I'm a lady, rope. but I can hang in there with the guys. <laughs> so anyway, um, a lot of top ropes have come in. Oh, of course. All right, let's go with this. Let's Jeez. go with the Beezer. All right. Let's go with Happy Gilmore. All right. Let's go with <laughs> Top Golf. Anybody like anything other than that? Those three. I got are pretty one. Good. I like T Box. Sounds like a rapper. <laughs> So uh, let's just do those three. All right. Do you, anybody object well, to that? Say it again. The Beezer. The Beezer. Happy Gilmore and Top Golf. Yeah, that, that's all good. Y'all like that one? Yeah. Well, I was a little disappointed. I can tell. Well, no, I, Speedy, just... Speedy was trying to go with T Box, but I just that sounds like a rapper. Oh no! I mean, yeah. I, I'm just telling you what, what people bro? are saying, huh? What do you think about Top? I don't know, Golly <laughs> Key. What about T Box? <laughs> it's almost like Top Golf. Top Rope. <laughs> all right, so uh, so let's go. So all we're, hey, Speedy, here's all we're voting on. What is it? It's just three, really. All right, so what are they? The Beezer, uh-huh. Happy Gilmore, and Top Golf. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those three. I can't yeah. do Brett Mowens to him. Now, <laughs> I did, wait a minute, hold up. I did like the Hitman. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brett, uh, Brett, Brett the Brett, Hitman. Brett the Hitman. Uh, Brett the Hitman Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, right, look, that. Put, put that at four. Brett the Hitman Bachelor. Okay. Or do you like just the Hitman? I, I like Brett. It's a playoff. Brett the Hitman. I like Brett. I know that, Greg. Brett the Hitman. Greg, thank you. Well, you were going to leave Brett out. Well, I was just on right. top rope. Mm-hmm. Well, Greg loves the name Brett. Thank you. We think about top rope. I think of you every time I see that Pinocchio Geico commercial because that's that the voice. Is. And you did that voice yeah. on the kickoff. I don't know if it was. The, the, you did that voice on the kickoff hour this week. I said, he's doing that Pinocchio thing. <laughs> really? You said it just like When they zoom back and you see his little wooden knees, <laughs> oh, that owns me, by the way. All right, here we go. Here come the votes. Hey, Greg. Hmm? Oh, golly, There's keepers. a lot of potential here. That's <laughs> great. I mean, there's got a lot of potential. Eric and Lake Martin, which one are you voting for? Go ahead. Uh, happy Gilmore. All right. Hi. Uh, let's go to Greg in Mississippi. Greg, what are you voting for? Happy Gilmore. Uh, Johnny in Alabama, which one are you voting for? I'm going. Well, I mean, you know, that's a good party to have a game. Part of your game. I mean, <laughs> it's a shorter approach shot, you know. It is. It saves. Well, I think I'm going to vote for it. <laughs> Why is Greg like that? James in Birmingham, which one are you voting for? Uh, killer Bees. Of course, that's not one, but thank you for that. Well, that's Mark, Mark, the waste of time. Mark in Evergreen, what's your vote? Well, I wanted you to go with Buzzer Beezer, but I'll just go with the Beezer. The Beezer. Okay, Marvin go. in Georgia. Marvin, go ahead. The Beezer. All right, let's go with Jason in Alabama. Hey, since he's a golfer, how about Bees Putt? No, we've already, we've already got <laughs> no, it down. No, there's, no no. there's no how about. No how about. I got it, Hey, Rick and Bubba Show, what's your vote, vote please? Four now. Happy Gilmore. All right. Hi, Rick and Bubba Show. What's your vote, please? Happy Gilmore. Uh, hi, Rick and Bubba Show. What's your vote, please? Brett, the Hitman Bowen. 
All right, where are we, Speedy? Uh, we got uh, four for Happy Gilmore, three for the uh, three, two for the Beezer, and one for Brett the Hitman. All right, so, so four you... Happy Gilmore's doubling up uh, okay. the Beezer. All right, intern Happy Gilmore, okay. welcome to the Rick <laughs> and Bubba you, Show. Wow. So we got Stretch Armstrong, we got uh, Happy Gilmore officially enrolled in Rick and Bubba University. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. We're back asking somewhat of a personal question, but uh, how'd you sleep last night? Well, I mean, you might say Rick, it's none of your bizwax, but I mean, if you're if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, it's going to affect everything about your health. Uh, you know, our, our overall health starts with the foundation of a good night's sleep and sometimes we toss we turn we struggle did you know that some of the reason uh, could could be it could land right over there on, on that mattress that mattress may not be uh, a comfortable mattress it may be too old it, maybe it's not designed to give you a deep sleep uh you know go go into you know the the the, the year 2020 actually upgrading your mattress to the latest technology to get maximum sleep. And, of course, that would be Casper Mattresses. Casper.com. Say hello. 50,000 five-star reviews. You can see them for yourself. Uh, Their award-winning mattresses are transforming the way we sleep. Are you interested yet? Look, don't lose sleep over finding the perfect bed. Their four layers of premium foam are designed to provide pressure relief for all-night comfort. The, The zone support keeps your back aligned and cradles you with that extra support. Uh, they even have. They even offer glow. Well, that's a magical light uh, that is uh, for better sleep. You know, somebody there's a certain the, the little, little ominence it gives in the room. You can ask them about that too, or see it. How about this? If you bring the product into your home, they'll let you sleep there for 100 nights with no obligation to buy it. That's how confident they are that once you sleep on this mattress, you're going to keep it. Uh, trust me, they're not in the business of having to do a lot of returns. You know why? They don't have to. Uh, also, you can save $100 right now with the promo code Bubba by going to Casper.com or RickandBubba.com under the sponsors. We've named two new interns, mm-hmm. Stretch Armstrong and Happy Gilmore, now join the Rick and Bubba team. Stretch comes to the program from Baylor University. That's a first. Uh, and he said it was his brother that brought him into the loop and really ultimately is responsible for him being here. And his brother, Dudley, is calling out of Florida. Dudley, how Dudley. you doing? Dudley! Hey, y'all. So, Dudley, hey, well, see there, he even knows the language. Would you have known to say that? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, just from listening like the past two months. (laughs) I had to look it up. He's going to have to read two books tonight. You are. You got to read We Be Big and you got to go look at the Rick and Bubba Dictionary. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you. What about Rick and Bubba Code? That's That's a good. Mm -hmm. Well, you you got a lot of reading to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so Dudley, how did this happen? Uh, First of all, you, you can't. You found the show by coming to. Uh, an area where the show was on for college at the Auburn University. Is that right? That's right. And had you ever heard of the show before that? Um, I had a cousin that went to Stanford, but mm-hmm. uh, I think she mentioned it a couple of times, but I didn't remember it from her. So tell me the process of you bringing your brother into the loop. <laughs> um, well, I started listening to after college a lot on the way to work and love y'all's show. And uh, I love y'all's Beth Moens, uh alert. Y'all sound the alarm and everything, oh, yeah. and, uh, and you y'all love said that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, you're so not alone. I knew, Arch- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Armstrong would appreciate it, so I sent it to him because there was a, a Baylor Beth Moen's alert, 
So that yeah, and he, I think he told, that's what got him started. Yeah, he told me that was his interest into the show. Can I tell all of you out there in the audience when you laugh at things? That just encourages us to keep doing. It. Yeah. So yeah. just keep in mind. Yeah. And, and sometimes you're supposed to help us and say, guys, you should be. Right. But anyway, well, um, so is there anything about your brother we need to know now that he's going to be working with us? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, y'all, yeah, well, there's a lot of things, but y'all were working through uh, the nicknames that he's had in the past, and one of them was Leg Week. Yep. Uh, one, one cool thing about Armstrong is uh, he was born with two chambers in his heart. Is that right, Armstrong? Three. Three chambers. Well, it, Three. It, the technical term is pulmonary atresia. Wow. So, yeah, it's like there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, so well, wow. that caused that caused one of his legs to be shorter. So uh, when he was in first grade, I think he had leg surgery to to you know uh, make sure his his right leg grew the same rate as his left leg. And uh, coming back from the hospital, our um, good family friends had made a sign for him that said Armstrong is leg strong, and uh, and that was a cool cool mm-hmm. moment. By the way, you just let Greg hear that he has some kind of ailment that Greg can point out. No. Yeah, you know how Greg has his ailment. <laughs> he, he, he lives for this kind of stuff. <laughs> He's like a vulture <laughs> scanning the hillside. <laughs> you know, Greg is that predator that if he sees somebody lagging behind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Come on. You look, there's one Greg, then there's 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dudley, thanks for your work. I'm, your, your brother seems like a, a sharp guy, and uh, I look forward to get to know get get to know him and uh, looking forward to working with him. Yeah. All right, proud of you, Stretch. Uh, thanks. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. All right, Stretch. So there you go. All right. All right. So, uh, brother called you Stretch. He That's sure did. Out. Right there. So it's official. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Yeah. All right. I'll let you go back to work now. Okay. All right, thank yeah. you. There you go. Good job. All right. So even though this may be interesting to him and to. Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, since they both like sports, we as a team started getting so excited. Now, look, I know the, there's a, the shot of this happening is is not all that high. I hope well, it may be, uh, and I feel bad for the guy that's been trying to keep Mike Leach at Washington uh, State. Remember, he, he hates when the SEC people on our show start talking about Mike Leach. Remember, he says, "Keep right, stop right. talking." He, he didn't want to lose him. Yeah, guys, Mike Leach has been interviewed at Mississippi State. I tell you what, it, I tell you this, what, this off season has just it just keeps giving and giving, Rick. If the SEC is not hard enough, and the SEC West is a meat grinder, okay, we have added Lane Kiffin to the mix, mm-hmm. who for some reason appears to be on a suicide mission to get get Coach Saban, right? And now, if we could add Mike Leach to the Mississippi yeah. mix, yeah, you know? guys, when this, I'm gonna quote the Seattle Times, mm-hmm. which I don't do much. <laughs> When the Seattle Times had <laughs> they put up this this post, can you imagine the Egg Bowl being Kiffin versus Leach? Mm. I mean, can you? That's the Egg Bowl, Lane Kiffin against Mike Leach. Let me ask you this: When you were watching the Egg Bowl this year, and I sit down beside you on the couch, and I said, "I'm from a year in the future." Neither <clears> one <throat> of these coaches will be here. Doesn't matter who wins or loses. No, you're right. Or, or who does a dog pose? Ain't right. gonna matter. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. And what if you decide to tell you it's going to be Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin? Now, look, they haven't hired Mike Leach. They've, now, mm-hmm. Ole Miss has hired Lane Kiffin. That's that not, is true. That, that one's have, done. I, now, I didn't know where he is, went. Is, is State, are they, aren't they looking at one of Florida's uh, coordinators? Todd, yeah, Todd Grantham, Grantham is yeah. the defensive coordinator. He was the, the defensive coordinator when uh, Coach yeah. Mullen was there as well yeah. at Mississippi State. He yeah, went with, he's one of the ones that went with him to Florida. They're kind of doing the he's same also thing been in Georgia with Mullen, Ole just uh, the next generation down. I'm hearing Freddie Kitchens. Greg. Well, hey, nobody. Will anybody even interview for the Browns job? I mean, they're talking to anybody. I yeah, Josh McDaniels is, is one of the wait, main ones. Josh McDaniels is not going to take that job. Let me speak for Greg. No way. Let, let me speak for Greg Burgess here because I the know career ender. I know what you will say. 
if I can be hired by Cleveland, coach one year and leave with them paying me four million a year for the mm-hmm. next how many yeah. years? Yeah, three. Uh, th- three more years, I think. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. Can't, Y'all don't feel Freddy, sorry for Freddie. Freddie Kitchen can buy a Tala. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our kitchens. Yeah. Fre- Freddie Kitchens. What did I say? Kitchen. Kitchen. Well, That's fine. You know how your audience is. You live, take it. You and those asses. No, I think I'm thinking about the kitchen. <laughs> 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 Freddie Kitchen spun the wheel of the NFL, uh-huh. and it landed on four million a year. It did, uh, and, and I don't think they should have fired him after one year. No, I don't no, either. I mean, I, you uh, know what? That shows you made a bad hire because you didn't let the guy have time to do his job. You 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 made a bad hire, Mister Cleveland Brown, whoever you are. Look, fire well, him. The after. GM's gone now too. So is Kevin Costner so. still the GM? No, Greg. Oh, that was a movie. movie. Yeah, no. it was a guys. Movie. I want to get back Funny. to Mike Leach. Yeah, we got to do that. You know that I've gotten to the point that I cannot tailgate and watch a game. So so I, I either tailgate or I watch a game. I can't do both. Right. Okay. And and when if I do both and I leave after the first quarter, mm-hmm. maybe I'll go to halftime if Sherry won't see the band. But you give me Mike Leach in Mississippi State, where Big Love is a student and we go down and visit for, you know, three or four games a year. You give me Mike Leach, I You may be there. I, I'm I you know, I may make an adjustment. <laughs> I mean, I just like to see Y'all. it. I just like to see Mike Leach <laughs> put put a team on the field in the SEC. There's something about Mike Leach being at Mississippi State that may be the most intriguing possible combination. I know, pretty good. I know. This, it's, I, mean, I mean, I'm right now. I'm looking forward to kickoff. Uh, but I don't know if they will hire him. But you know he's you weird know. in interviews. <laughs> you know, well, they, they, they better they better just hire him because they've seen him and want him I, I, over the phone. Just hire him over the phone. Greg, what was it? Didn't you tell me you interviewed at one of the schools? There was a story. Maryland, Maryland, I think it was Maryland. Yeah, and they Maryland. Pretty much it was his job. But after the interview, they were like, no, he's too bizarre. <laughs> he went in there and was. Yeah, I mean, they had the contracts drawn up. They yeah. just wanted to meet him before right. they announced him. And he was him. so bizarre. And it was they... bizarre, and they pulled it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. See, that even makes it better. That's part of the legend. Imagine this. Imagine this. Uh, all right, let's look at the SEC scores today. Uh, the, the Mississippi State beat so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, uh, uh, 51 uh, to 20. Uh, here's what Coach Mike Leach had to say. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, you know, we got a bulldog. I was petting bully. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I was petting it, bully it, on the can way you imagine in. And that? He told me, he gave me a look, and it made me think we were going to win. Have you pictured him <laughs> in the that media day? Can you see him? <laughs> yeah. Can you yeah. see him sitting there? And they won't wear a hat. <laughs> no. But, but can no. You, can you see He's him got, sitting there? And 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 his his, his call sheet is this little. It looks like this right here. Oh yeah, and he's just holding a little bit piece. Of what paper. about when Big Love sends me the first picture of of him walking to work beside Mike Leach because he's happened to see him come across the campus? Oh wow, yeah. yeah. And he, get, he does coffee. he does a, a selfie and sends it to me. <laughs> look, I, I'm telling you, I, I, if, if this could happen, I know it's like Christmas in January. Now look, you got to get somebody. You got to get Mississippi State back to playing the kind of defense they play when they're good. Yes, but Mike Leach being there. Would be so fantastic. We need a win after um, what what what's just happened the last couple of oh, years, yeah, yeah, and so true. you just wonder yeah. what they'll do. Your phone calls and anything we miss coming up next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. This is Larry the Cable Guy, and you listen to my buddies Rick and Bubba. If you're not, you're a communist. Get her done. We're back. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Uh, golden ticket seats today. Say hello, everybody. I got a ticket. There they are. I got a ticket. And the golden ticket seats, Sylvia and Matt McKinney are here today. Uh, Mason Kelly here today. 
Also, we have a Riley Lowry here today. Kerwin and Blake Gulledge all in the golden ticket seats today. They pick up a pound of BuzzBox coffee. Coffee of the month. We're taking a Papua New Guinea, giving you a dark roast option if you'd like. Find that link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. Uh, also, everybody takes home a Rick and Bubba Best of CD today. For the past 25 years, all of them, including the new one, uh, it can be found on iTunes. Uh, you can go out there and see the entire Rick and Bubba catalog. If you still prefer prefer Bubba to get a you know a hard copy of a CD, it may or may not still be in stock. Uh, you can check rickandbubba.com under the store. If there's no hard copies of your particular title, as I mentioned, they're all there on the digital download world or in the digital download world. Rick, we have uh, some big news today, uh, I think, for America, uh, or we could put it Hi. under a victory for Trump. America. America. The, you remember back in December, a circuit court had blocked the Trump administration trying to move $3.6 billion from the Pentagon budget over to the Army Corps of Engineers to build sections of his border wall. Well, an appeals court has lifted the temporary injunction, uh, formally uh, clearing the way for the president to move ahead with the funds. So it's official now. He can go and, and start building the wall. I know he's already done some, right? But but go ahead and, and build more of it. Free, we freed up more wall money. Is that the bottom line? That's the bottom. Well, build that wall. Build that wall. So uh, so well, that's good news for those that agree with that policy. Now, if you don't like it, you're crying today. But well, it's a border. That's what borders yeah. do. Sure. Block people out. Uh, also, uh, Gary, the bulldozer man, will be interviewed today on Rick and Bubba University. Look for that coming up this weekend in the first edition of 2020 of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Gary. Who is Gary Vines? Oh, my goodness. Mm. He was in the kitchen there going, hey, well, we, I mean, what y'all going to ask me? <laughs> and uh, Greg had some fun with that. Yeah, sure. of course. To the phones we go, we go to Keith and Gadsden. Listen to us on Z93. Hey, Keith, how you doing? All right. How are you guys doing this We're morning? We're fired up. Great. Thank you for listening. Uh, you guys mentioned the Egg Bowl matchup with Chiffin mm-hmm. and Leach. Imagine the LSU game matchup with the sideline reporters doing the interview between the two coaches from each school. Oh. At the end of the report, they would not know what was going on between each coach. Mm. What a, they can't understand either coach. What a banner day. What a banner day. Yes. I mean, it, great day. I can't great really, day. honestly, I can't think of a better scenario. For the SEC West. I know we have that listener get so mad we do this, but it's time to bring Leach into the SEC. Bring him in. Just we well, just give us another Because we I mean we might get to interview, you know, some of the golf tournaments we do or something. Mm-hmm. He so, might even be do our podcast. Yeah, that's it. We, I'd love that. We we're gonna try that again. His 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 handler kinda ice. He had agreed to it. Well time. he ice speedy and made speedy. <laughs> Presidential dump me. Yeah, so oh. may, maybe we can go back and try it again. Push you on I, mean, your I don't I don't care if he doesn't like us. I don't want him, you know, hammering on speedy though. I know. Well, I, you know, I to, to Coach no Leach's defense, he probably didn't even know we were asking. His, Can I? His, his, his does handler. that excite you as a state fan that that's a potential? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, how, you, how, how would you if it was your call between him and and Todd? How would you feel? Well, you know, Todd Grantham is going to bring that discipline and structure and that defense that State's known for back, which which is awesome. But then he'd need that offensive. Hopefully, get a young offensive coordinator. Leach has that that you know that offense mindset, but then. You'd have to make sure you hit a home run for defense because you still need to play SEC defense in the SEC. Yeah, well, either way, as you just said perfectly, you're going to have to get a coordinator that will be a good marriage to the head coach, either an offensive one for this defensive guy mm-hmm. or a defensive one for a leech. Yeah, there it is. How many losing seasons when he suddenly is not as funny as he was to you? 
Oh, yeah. You, know, you go, okay, so you're true. funny, but that ain't, that's no, not enough. Greg's all I'd like that. a win. Yeah. Funny yeah. goes away when you lose. Yeah. Right, too. Do y'all think anybody will be the coach of the Browns next year? Anybody? Jason Garrett. You know what? You, possible? That, that possible. Is, that's possible. Very possible. That's possible. very possible. Hey, well, look. You're Why like, not? You're on a roll. You predicted well, Trump to the letter. Why hey, not? Hey, Helms. If how's the weather I, looking Saturday about 2 o'clock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raining mm-hmm. and Helms windy. on fire. I'm riding that pony. Huh? You're on fire right now. The, and this will happen. I mentioned it while you were working in the break, uh, the last segment. But I will tell you this. If Mike Leach comes to Mississippi State, I will make sure that Brooks Big Love Burgess walks one day with him from his house to work, and they and they're drinking coffee, and and I will have them send me and him send me a selfie, and then that will go up in your office. <laughs> Would you love that? Yes, <laughs> yes. All right, so we continue. Let's go to Jeff in Alabama. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey guys. Hey, everybody's missed the point with Trump and his policy. His new policy is that if you mess with America, we're going to kill your leaders. That's his policy. So, so when they shot rockets, who did we get? Well, I mean, it wasn't worth killing Ayatollah over hitting a sand dune, but he killed the general. We're going to kill you later. That's so you, his policy. So you're saying because of if this is his policy, and I hear you loud and clear, there should be another leader taken out today, tomorrow. When? How long do you think it'll be? Week? Because they fired him. Kill an American. Oh, so oh, you, oh, you only have to kill our people. For us to respond, not almost kill us or try to kill us. I got it. I got it. I still, I still haven't really grabbed that. Telling you, leaders. I, apparently, it's it's you know everybody else understands it, but me, I don't. By the way, well. can I tell y'all this? So we wait a minute. Listen, so let me listen. be clear on this. <laughs> you mean to tell me that you don't get <laughs> about him? No, we need to discuss that. <laughs> no, I done that. Okay, let me say this again. I'm not clear on it. <laughs> let, me, let, let me let me tell you all this loud on and clear. The stance. Listen, <laughs> loud and clear. I want y'all to know this. That is not our policy here. If somebody tries to shoot my a, y'all put them down. <laughs> don't, how about this? How about this? Don't wait for them to actually hit me. <laughs> yes. Okay. And they say, well, he killed Rick. Now a response. Go ahead and respond while they're shooting at me. <laughs> By the way, I want to be on record too. I, I was kidding about the Jason Garrett thing. Well, yeah, it was funny though. I know, but then I, I thought, well, hey, you know what? No, yeah, but no, I was, it was a I, joke. Look, life is streaky. We all know that. Yeah. Helms is in the pocket right well, now. That's why. That's I'm why, not going to roll. That's why I said oh, you that. want to stay because I, I, I'm, you don't want that to count. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want y'all to think I was serious oh, okay. about Hams. that. You're not making that official prediction, right? Helms, you got a stock tip. For look us. more at Jim Schwartz. Let me tell you one thing. You do know it's President Trump. You remember I said that one? Yeah, Ryan in Georgia. Ryan, go ahead. You got Morning. a good mutual phone. Hey guys, there? I've truly enjoyed the show today. It's good to see that y'all not just down on Obama when he was wrong. You know, I agree. If somebody shoots into your house, you got to handle business. And Iran, Russia, and China was exercising uh, with the military off the coast over there when all this went down. I don't think Trump might not want to push Putin's button too bad. So have a great day, guys. Love you. Keep Thank telling you, the truth, brother. Thank you. You too, brother. Uh, let's go well, to. You don't mess with Putin because you know, he's, he's an agent for the Russians. So why would you mess with? That's Putin, right, Cord- Courtney. Go ahead. That's so true. <laughs> Y'all, the, it's such. It's just the fun. stories are so. <laughs> they just they they're in a circle. Now. I know. Courtney, uh-huh. go ahead. Good morning, guys. Hey, when you get a chance, go back and watch Savannah Guthrie uh, from the Today Show. Her interview of Mike Pence this morning. It was ridiculous. It was so left. I mean, she just kept yelling questions that were totally irrelevant to the interview. I mean, it was really, I told my husband, I said, she is terrible when she's angry. Terrible. Yeah. Why was she angry? Well, see, she should be angry. She's supposed to be a journalist. And once again, well, why you, is she angry? As you just pointed out.
Trump got it. He took the off ramp like everybody wanted him to. The great off ramp. Why is Cuomo not saying? Is that I, the new? Is that going to be the new catchphrase? Catch Why is Cuomo not saying? I appreciate the president taking my advice. Yeah. Darn good call. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba.